absolute favorite podcast in the known multiverse. It's a brand new installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with the host with the most, I'm Uncle Ben. And over there on the other mic, I've got old Sleepy Steve. Hey, it's me, Sleepy Steve. I'm so tired. Hey, guys. Wake up now. Wake oh, up. Oh, no. It's time hey, to record. Good morning. Dollywood Steve, get I've it together. I've missed you. I've missed you all. <laughs> He's like the mom from fucking sleepaway camp. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bag. A whole b- now what was I supposed to remember? <laughs> if only I tied a string around my finger, I... Oh, look at that. Look at that. I think she was awesome. She was. Yeah. She was great. How you been this week, Sleepy Steve? Man, I've been sleepy. I don't... Uh, <laughs> it's been a sleepy week. My wife and I, are, our, our uh, sleep schedules have been off... Uh, cause she, she works the third shift and I tend to try to keep those hours, but mm-hmm. I've been, um, I've been just not, not keeping them this week. I heard I've that. been up a yeah. few days while she's asleep. And then when she gets home, she wants to hang out. Oh, of course. Of course. So we're hanging out who well wouldn't, into who wouldn't want to hang out morning. with you. I agree with that. Um, but then, yeah, uh, she also will wake me up and be like, you, you shouldn't be asleep right now. Yeah. As otherwise, we'd both be asleep. We'd both be asleep. <laughs> yeah. Or one of us would be awake, and the other exactly. would be asleep. It can't be that way. So yeah, I've been a little bit sleepy, but hey, we've been watching some stuff together, so that's yeah. pretty fun. What are you yeah. gonna watch? Anything good? Well, uh, I think I mentioned last week that she had recently listened to the Dracula episode. And oh yeah, she wanted did she to rate see and it. review on iTunes? I don't know if she did, <laughs> <laughs> but you probably should, listeners, for real. Um, so anyway, she wanted to watch the movie, and we borrowed the movie from you guys, yeah. watched it on the Blu-ray, and uh, that was fun. So she had seen it before, right? She had seen it, but okay. hadn't seen it since uh, she was a, a teenager. Yeah? How yeah. did she like it upon being an adult? Um, I didn't ask. Interesting. She seemed to uh, find it a bit ridiculous at times. It is. Yeah. But I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, she... At the end, seemed to enjoy that we had watched it. Okay. So that's good. The experience was important. Yeah. Um, we also watched a little bit of uh, Channel Zero, season two and three. I remember you talking about how good that was. Yeah. I need to get creepy. on that train. Check her out. Dang. Mm-hmm. Right on. Sounds like you've been having a pretty good week. Yeah. Sleeping and watching stuff. Yeah. I like to do both of those things. I've had myself a pretty dang busy week myself. I've been, I've been rocking out and playing a bunch of music. Whole bunch of music notes this week. Yeah, yeah. I, you played a big show recently. I did. I actually I played two big well, shows. It's, it's a big show. show. <laughs> <laughs> I played his birthday party. It was great. <laughs> and uh, so I played two shows this week that were really dope. We played an event in Nashville with the Andy Wood Trio. Although yeah. it wasn't really a trio, it was like a mega super ultra band, which was nuts. Did you all come together and form a Voltron and play one huge guitar? It was kind of like a, we became a one man band where Whoa. yeah, we were like clashing cymbals between our knees and uh-huh. playing a harmonica while strumming a folk yeah. guitar. That uh, sounds great. We did protest songs. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> what were you protesting? That is, that's what interests me there. So this uh, this event was for this app called Jam Card. Okay. And uh, Jam Card is really dope. It's an invite only app for like working musicians. Not a sponsor, by the way. No. You're saying this on your own, off the cuff, off the cuff. And uh, I would say it's kind of like 
kind of like a social media platform for musicians. Okay, that's cool. So it's not a lot of fucking annoying, hey... So it's not SoundCloud. No, and it's not, hey, Elton John, you click to like my band's page and check out a new single. I think you'll really like it. Uh, yeah, sure I will, kid. Yeah, no, it's more Goodbye, like... Goodbye, English room. <laughs> that's what he sings oh. to your, your stupid music whenever you tweet at him. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's this huge event thing where, like I said, it's like an invite-only thing for musicians, and they host these events all over the country. They've done them in, like, L.A. and Atlanta and all this stuff, and they mm-hmm. hosted one in Nashville. Good place. And, yeah, and they wanted us to come and play, and it was it was dope, dude. It was all just a room full of extremely high-level, just freak musicians. Yeah. Um, it was really, really, really sick. That's awesome. I know that it was a big deal, and I know everybody there was extremely important because nobody knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> nobody was like, Uncle Ben, I'm a big exactly. man. Exactly. Everybody's because, like, who's this dude? Yeah, because this is a room full of people who are too busy being on YouTube yeah. to watch YouTube. For real. It was sick, though, man. I found myself standing amongst... Uh, three of the dudes from Rascal Flats, Travis Toy was playing uh-huh. with us. Jim Riley, their drummer, was playing drums for okay. us. Which, I'll say this. When you think of Rascal Flats, it's like, it's pop country stuff. Right. You don't think this requires extremely high caliber players to execute. But Apparently dude, do. Jim Riley, as a drummer, is an absolute fucking phenom. That guy is unbelievable. And we also had their keyboard player, Mike Hicks, playing with us mm. too. And again, just superhuman. Did he just keep yelling, keyboard solo? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He did. But he didn't have a mic, so it was fine. Oh, okay. Nobody (laughs) knew what he was saying. Uh -uh. And we were also playing with the banjo player and fiddle player, um, Matt and Eli, from this group called The Hit Points. Have you ever listened to them? No, I have not. Uh, They just put out a record, and you guys can find it on Spotify, The Hit Points. Hit Points. Yeah, like RPG. Right. And it is like... Modern bluegrass interpretations. When I say modern bluegrass, I mean like the Punch Brothers, if you've ever listened to their okay. stuff. Uh, so it's not like, you know, Bill Monroe sound of bluegrass. It's uh-huh. like modern bluegrass stuff. Gotcha. But interpretations, extremely accurate interpretations of classic video game themes. Oh, that's really cool. And dude, the way that they do it is so much cooler than even what this sounds like. Okay. It's like, it's highly respectful to the original arrangements. And that catch all the little tiny sprinkles and stuff that are in those soundtracks. But then they also have great like solo sections where everybody plays great and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And they do um, where where it really sold me is you know they obviously do stuff like Double Dragon and like Guile's theme and stuff like that. But they do Dance of Pales from the Castlevania Symphony of the Night soundtrack. Oh okay. God damn, it's so good. So that show <laughs> was fucking great. It was really wonderful just to be on stage with such freak musicians in a room full of freak musicians that's awesome it was killer and then the other night we had ourselves a big ass skank banger 80s hair metal yeah cover fiasco and it was fucking nuts so uh <laughs> for those of you guys who don't know i play guitar in an 80s hair metal cover band called skank banger uh-huh it's a fun time it's so good dude mm-hmm. it's so fun <laughs> And uh, we hadn't played a show in a couple months since I think maybe May or something like that. We had a bunch of shows booked, then the venue like closed up overnight. Oh, right. That's the venue near my house. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just closed up shop. So we haven't played for a couple of months. So this is kind of like a big return show for us and stuff. But then there was also, dude, just like this perfect storm of bullshit going on in Knoxville. So it's like UT's first weekend back. Yeah. But then also, too... Hosted at the venue at Scruffy City Hall was the 
Bearden High School 1988 class reunion. What? Seriously. <laughs> on a Skankbanger show. On a Skankbanger yeah. show. So they were loving it, they I'm were sure. On and board. drunk as hell. Dude, I, and just out of practice drunk, too. Awesome. Where it's like they hadn't partied in probably yeah. 20 years or something. Like they paid so much to the, the person who watched their kids. They were like, I'm getting fucked up. Yeah, I'm going all out. Yeah. Dude, it, I have never heard a crowd sing that loud. That's awesome. Like, all of us on stage couldn't hear shit the entire time. Seriously. Because I thought it was just my side of the stage. I was like, man, I couldn't hear anything. God, I, Everybody I, was like, we could hear nothing. I envy the college freshman who was there. For first week at UT, yeah. oh, man. their friends get them to go see this show, and they're watching... The people their parents' age, yeah, just going insane oh. and like realizing, oh, that's why my parents wanted me to go away to college, yeah, <laughs> so they can do this. Exactly, exactly, dude. That's awesome. It was ridiculous. It was an amazing show. So that was a ton of fun too. We got another one coming up next Saturday as well, which is yeah, gonna be a lot of fun. Awesome. Already looking forward to that. Where at? Where at? Same place, Scruffy City Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're having this. It, it's there's some other event going on that night that's like some kind of like fashion line is hosting a party there. Oh, yeah. So it's gonna be like a fashion line and tacky. And 80s you guys are high model. fashion. Oh, extremely. Yeah. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> what? That this could be the moment where you finally start your modeling career. Might be. They're, I'll strut my little stuff on that out. catwalk, dude. Yeah. Strut my little tush. I don't mind too. <laughs> But in between all the rock and roll, I've also been doing some some watching, some flick watching. What you been watching? I watched a game night the other night. Okay. Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't. My wife saw it with uh, um, her mother yeah. in the theater, and she really enjoyed it. It was like way different than I thought that it would be. Okay. It, it's a lot more um, artsy. Oh. Yeah. Like all the... Um, all the shots that would typically be like a helicopter shot of like, oh, here's this neighborhood... Or here is a car pulling into a driveway, like, you know, big overhead shots. Mm-hmm. Instead are like, they look like miniatures, like game board pieces. Oh, okay. Like Life or Monopoly or something. Uh-huh. And it's also just kind of like darker and a little bit more horror element, kind of based than I thought that it would be. It's kind of got right. some slasher elements and stuff in it. But it's also just really funny and fun. Okay. It's good, some good I like cast it. Yeah, I stuff liked in everybody there. in it. Yeah. It looked, uh, it looked like fun. I would say that it's definitely worth a watch. All right. I would say. You know what I watched recently? What did you say? That uh, I've been wanting to talk about. I texted you about it. Uh, this is while you were on vacation. Yeah. I watched Justice League. Oh, shit. You did. We never got to talk about it. It's not even bad enough to talk about. Let's crack his, this beer rig open so yeah. we can talk about it over Let's a delicious, pretentious, super trendy AF. This is a uh, an IPA that they make over pretentious beer yeah, yeah. brewing company over in Knox, Vegas, mm-hmm. Knoxville, Tennessee. Come I'm check her out. I'm excited to drink this right here. Okay, so you watched the Justice League. I watched Justice League, and I'll tell you what, um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. Really? And it's not... It's not... It's also not good, right? It's not good. Okay. No. Uh, Ezra Miller is great as Flash. He's, he's, he's awesome, dude. He is awesome. Um, the the movie is basically um, uh, the uh, Avengers Civil War yeah. and... Uh, I guess parts of Infinity War, like okay. thrown it, like it really does. It's just taking entirely from the Marvel. Uh, so 
unsurprisingly, it's DC once again saying, uh, me too. Yeah, when they have so much good stuff to draw from, they're, they're just it trying to copy. It's not on fucking good characters and storylines. Yeah, they have so much they could be doing. Um, you know, Gal Gadot is fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I really, like... The, the kid who plays Cyborg, it's weird that they put Cyborg in Justice League, mm-hmm. but I get that they're doing it because they want to have a black character in there. Oh, yeah. aren't, other than it, John Stewart, Green Lantern, yeah. there's not, not really a, a prominent black Justice League character. I mean, yeah. you could you could have Martian Manhunter be played by a black character, but you know they, they put Cyborg in. He's normally in Teen Titans. Well, hey, dude, that'd be as crazy as letting a black guy be James Bond. How insane. Oh he, my god! People are actually mad about that. Yeah, I know. I hope Idris Elba fucking. Gets yeah, it. he would be great. I don't mean to digress, but like Kate and I've been saying for years, like, dude, please let him be. And James what, Bond. they He'd could finally badass. confirm the theory that 007 is a title. James Bond is a title. And That's what I've always assumed. Yeah, it's a title. It's, it's these are just different people playing that that title yeah obviously i mean it's like it's super obvious that that's the case yeah it's not like every movie is set in the fucking 60s exactly yeah it's like the times have changed yeah let's find out about this beer scenario all right so is justice league let's go with the asa scale is it better than jurassic park 3 yes better than jurassic park 3 all right um and if they had just went ahead and made it all cgi it it's this is really this beer is awesome i just had so juicy Woo. It's um, kind of got an apricot thing going mm-hmm. on, too. If they Ooh, had just God, made the, the film entirely CGI, it would, yeah. n- nobody would have had anything to complain about. The CGI mm-hmm. isn't good. Yeah. But if you just took all the live action parts out of it, it just looks like an animated movie. From the previews and stuff, it just looked like a damn cutscene from a video game. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What about Jason it's Momoa as the Aquaman? I love Jason Momoa. And yeah, he's awesome. I, yeah, they needed someone to make Aquaman cool. Though Aquaman is cool in the comic books, mm. everyone is uh, convinced that the uh, Superman and Friends, or wh- whatever that show was from the. Super Friends. Super Friends. Where he was basically just super lame and could only talk yeah. to fish. They need someone to make him cool. Jason Momoa does that. They. I mean. They're never going to make a good movie with any of these characters. Because no. they don't know how. Yeah, they really, really They're don't. They're just going to... Uh, they'll make a, a Flash movie, I'm sure, that will be Spider-Man Homecoming. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, until like somebody at Marvel, one of the head writers or somebody for all these flicks, gets super pissed off and quits and defects and heads over there, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, I say that, but again, I did like Wonder Woman. But, uh, but again, it was still a lot of Captain America in that movie. Yeah, that movie was Captain America, and yeah. I'm guaranteeing that the because uh, they have Steve Trevor is in this yeah. Wonder Woman yeah. 84. What the fuck? Why? Oh, what is he? Is it? Are they gonna do like a Winter Soldier thing? Or? Yeah, right, right, right. If There's they the do that, I mean, like the thing is, it's gonna get good reviews no matter what, and it should mm-hmm. because uh, Gal Gadot really is that big of a force. She's so awesome oh, yeah. that it it over it makes you overlook. How formulaic and stupid, and yeah. much like the, the the already made Captain America movies, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was right on. But she's awesome, so it's like, who gives a shit? I know. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of tough. I will watch it because she's in it and she's yeah. fucking awesome. So yeah, I watched Batman versus Superman just to see her part. Yeah, boy, that and was boy, a that stupid wasn't movie. that wasn't a fun movie at all. <laughs> stupid movie, man. No. There's been some other cool movie news and stuff lately too. I saw that John Carpenter said that he's gonna score the new Halloween. 
Yeah, I saw that too. How sick is that? Yeah, that's exciting. And that that new Halloween comes out soon. Yeah, it does. October. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dang, I can't believe how fast this year's blowing by. Mm. I've been so fucking busy. I wouldn't be surprised if we were to cover, say, I don't know, Halloween too that week. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. That wouldn't be a bad idea now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. Or like a Rob Zombie Halloween. I don't know. No, let's do Halloween Halloween too. Halloween too? Good idea. I like it. Let's go forward with that. Yeah, it's cool, man. I also saw something too about um, Oz Perkins doing Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, Oz Perkins. Oz Perkins. Oscar Perkins. Is, uh, <laughs> Oz Perkins is doing a Hansel and Gretel thing. Um, Oz Perkins that did, did Black Coat's Daughter. Daughter. He also did I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, hmm. a movie I recommend. I still it's never on, seen it. It's on Netflix. It's got Alice from uh, Luther. Okay, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I. I Anything that guy does is going to be worth a watch, yeah. I assume. Yeah. I'm on board. Cause yeah, Hansel and Gretel. I mean, there hasn't been a good Hansel and Gretel since Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. True. With which Jim Arterson. Which was a normal movie. I loved that movie. God, it was weird, over man. the top, stupid, insane, weird. There was parts of there that remind me of like Night Watch. Yeah. It did it remind me of Night Watch yeah. a lot. Where yeah. it's just so fucking weird and European and yeah. like ridiculous. They have hand grenades in it. They have guns. Yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> what? Jim Arterton's amazing. I love her and everything. And then Jeremy Renner, he's fine. Oh, yeah, he's in there. Yeah. 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 So you were also watching some 90s horror flicks surrounding yeah. the subject of our show I do today. This every time we cover one of these movies, because it always still blows my mind that these movies made so much money. They and, made so much money. And that people still will say to this day, like, oh man, my favorite horror movie is Final Destination. My favorite horror movie is, it is I know surprising. what you did last summer. It, it is surprising. I mean, yeah. in this era, of course, Scream is the is the king. It's the one that yeah. actually made a difference yeah. and did something unique And I, I watched genre. that. Okay, yeah. yeah. But so many of these other ones, this kind of reminds me of when we did... Um, Urban Legend. Yep. Where we just talked about how what a black hole of horror the nineties was. Yeah. Well know? Urban Legend, uh I'll tell you exactly how Urban Legend came around and yeah. I wish we had done I know what you did last summer before Urban Legend. Okay. So I could have recognized this. That uh opening conversation on the beach. Yep. Uh huh. That's the entirety of the idea for Urban Legend. They I were know. like, We'll make I know what you did last summer. Exactly. Yep. But with different actors. And throwing some urban legends in for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. We're just like, wow, they really did just watch that one part. And they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. They're talking wanna, about urban legends. I want to go back and like give it a lower score, but I, I think give it like a one or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you get much lower than that. <laughs> so what all 90s horror flicks did you watch? Um, I watched, okay, so uh, the writer of this, Kevin Williamson, I watched everything he wrote. Wow. Uh, like in, in the 90s. So he wrote Scream. He wrote this before Scream and he wrote couldn't this before get it. Scream. Yeah. Anybody to pick it up, right? And this is an adaptation of a novel. So, like... Oh, okay. Um, and I, we'll talk about that as we go. But, like, I think that a lot of the flaws of this movie come from the fact that it's an adaptation of a novel. Okay. Uh, but he wrote Scream. Um, he wrote Scream 2, which mm-hmm. is a fine yeah, movie. Yeah, Scream 2 is fine. Uh, he wrote Urban... Le- or not Urban Legend. He wrote The Faculty. And oh. The Faculty is great. I never saw The Faculty. You gotta see The Faculty. Okay. Um, he, he, uh, actually though moved into TV mm-hmm. and I, I didn't tell you this before we started cause the, it, you, you can't drop make, a bomb on you me. You can't make this shit up. Hit me. 
the man who wrote Scream, yeah. and I know what you did last summer, uh-huh. movies that launched careers for so many of the popular actors we knew in the yeah, 90s, totally. also created Dawson's Creek. Really? He created Dawson's Creek. Is that why there's a thing in this movie where it's like, let's go down to Dawson's Beach? <laughs> Which came first? This Dawson's came Creek or this? first. <laughs> what? He wrote Dawson's Creek. Uh, basically, after he had had success with Scream, people wanted to have meetings with him, and they were like, "What would you want to write?" And Dawson's so, Creek. And he was like, "I oh, I grew up in North Carolina. I could make a show about you know kids that are growing up in a small North Carolina town." Guess where Dawson's Creek was shot? I don't know. Southport, North Carolina, is where this movie was this? shot. Seriously? Yeah. The well runs deep with this guy. It runs deep. It runs deep. But, I mean, I'll tell you what. He knows what he's doing. I think what I'm getting from from what you're telling me of his resume is that he liked beautiful people from the 90s. Uh Uh-huh. And he liked twists and (laughs) turns. Did Dawson's Creek have a lot of those? No, I don't think so. I never saw it. I never saw it. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those ones that I was just like, man, this seems like some fucking bullshit. I never watched it. The Faculty Man. That's a great. I watched that leading up to this, too. That's a great horror movie. Okay. So it is a horror movie. Yeah. We'll do it sometime. It's Robert Rodriguez. Oh, no shit. And it has so many people in it. How have I never seen that? I don't know. It's got Elijah Wood. It's got uh, Josh Hartnett. It's got. Oh gosh, uh, uh, Robert, uh, the guy Robert Patrick, the guy who plays the oh, yeah. T two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's the singer of Phil. John Stewart brother. plays a a, a role really? in it. Usher, 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 Usher's in there. Damn, yeah. is it about public school? Yeah. Well, you know, I like it. You'll love it because you're yeah. like, what, what? Those, these are the things that happened while I was at home. Exactly. I stayed home, and these kids did this stuff. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, but yeah, like. The faculty's good. He also co-created The Vampire Diaries mm. and a show that has a following called The Following. I don't know what it's that is. It's a newer is. show. It's got Kevin Bacon. I, I, I mean, it's been canceled, I think. But Sick. Yeah. Anyway, the dude... Uh, well, he's done he work. How, he's made a lot of money. He's made a lot of money, and he knows how to, to, to get uh, horror elements into a popular style okay i think right. that's good i like that yeah and he wrote scream you can't i love that you can't be mad at the person who wrote scream uh i mean if if he had written scream three am i right 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 right. he did write scream four though oh yeah <laughs> i can't remember which one that is after three scream they kind four of is the more recent one right or is that scream five i don't know is there a scream five what if there's like a Scream 6 and we don't Isn't even know Isn't there one that has Emma Roberts in the beginning? We're old. We're so old. Or was she in the TV show? Oh, she's in Scream Queens. Scream Queens. Uh-huh. I haven't seen the TV show, Scream. We're going to do Scream at some point. How about we do? And I guess I'll watch some We've had some a lot of, of requests show. for that one here lately. Yeah. I think it's a real good idea that we do it soon. Yeah. I'll yeah. also say, just in general, we've had just a lot of real cool interactions over there on the Facebook page yeah, man. lately. A lot of cool uh, recommendations, especially yeah. stuff on Shudder. And mm-hmm. I always like recommendations on there because when you go on Shudder, you see some stuff and you're like, yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. And then you see other stuff and you're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. There's some random ass shit on yeah. there. Yeah. So it's, it's good to get those recommendations. Well, Steve, considering that this movie is chock-a-block. It is. With so many, I'm just talking, <laughs> hunks and foxes. Hunks galore. From the 90s. I'm talking total heartthrobs. We got oh, yeah. SMG. 
Right. JLH. That's right. FPJ. FPJ. RP. RP. And David from Roseanne. Golecki. <laughs> he's a good looking dude. He's, yeah, he I mean, is. I'm sure he was in okay. those heartthrob Here's magazines the too. Up thing, dude. Does he look any different in this movie no. than he does now? He looks the exact same as he always has. That dude doesn't age. Yeah, he hit like, oh, I'm like 32, mm-hmm. 33, I that, and I quit. That happened. Like, Seth Green's the same way, Seth where Green's Seth Green just looks way. exactly the same. Yeah. I think it's it, maybe it was something about that generation because they both were acting in the same era there. What if they're fucking vampires, dude? They probably are. I like that. I like that too. Yeah, because I <laughs> I know that I know that I have aged and he hasn't. That is true. So proof. I look older than him now. Yeah. And he was older than me long before I in was even movie. born. Yeah. It's very bizarre. That was a weird way to say that. <laughs> I like how I'm you sleepy said that. Steve. He was older than me before I was born. That's true. That's true of a lot of people. It's true of a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well Steve, considering that that's the case, I think that it would be a really great idea if before we get into reviewing this movie, we step into the old preview palace. That's us. I'd like to know what fictional heartthrob would be our soulmates. Yeah, is it a fictional heartthrob from the 90s? It is. Well, I'm down. All right, before we go into it, who are you hoping for? Ooh. It's a, a Buzzfeed fictional quiz. A 90s teen heartthrob. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking I want Sean Hunter, Ryder Strong. The king of the smoking bowl. Yeah, the man who invented the smoking bowl. I wonder if there are going to be girls and guys on this or are heartthrobs exclusively dudes. Oh, I didn't think it... <laughs> The funny thing is, is also in my mind, I was like, I hope I get rather strong. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. Yeah. You heard the interview of him on Raised by TV, right? Yeah. He's the coolest he dude in the cool world. Shit, dude. Yeah. Also, that podcast is so good. That's such it's a good, so yeah. good. All right, Steve, let's take this quiz here. Pick a 90s jam to make out to. All right. We got. Wonderwall by okay. Oasis. Mm-hmm. We got Unbended Knee, Boys to Men. God, that's Down such a jam, dude. Oh, Sex and Candy, Marcy Playground. All right. Oh, here's an epic one. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. How do you make out? Dude, P.S. How do you make out when you're going, yeah, Beating your chest and beating stuff. Beating your chest. Have you ever heard Ariana Grande do Celine Dion? No. Oh, I yes, I've seen her do that. Impression. It's insane. It is. It is. It's insane. I also, think she that, just might be cool. That's my favorite thing at Taco Bell. Yeah, the Ariana Grande. Yeah, those are great. You got one of those for lunch yesterday. <laughs> Number one crush by Garbage. Uh huh. Kiss from a Rose by Seal. That's yeah, a jam. So much of oh, I love that so song. Uh, Six Underground by Sneaker Pimps. Okay. I don't know that song actually. Uh, Honey by Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. Mimi. And truly, madly, deeply truly by madly Unsavage Garden. I have okay. Cherry by Cola. the way, I have made out to On Bended Knee and Truly <laughs> Madly Deeply, and I'm sure all of these songs played while I was making out at some point. Killer, dude. I was make man just making out. That was the '90s, dude, right? Just making out. Hey, so hard, you, dude. let's put our tongues together. Blah blah blah. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna go with on bended knee. On bended knee. That's such a good choice, mm-hmm. man. You know, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit weirder. I'm gonna go with the Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. I, I think that that shows that I'm candy. a little bit on the darker side of '90s. Yeah. yeah. My wife saw Marcy Playground in concert. 
after we were married. Now we weren't married in the nineties. No, we were married in the two thousand. Still like touring and late. What? Uh, yeah, still touring. Awesome. Still were playing they, Sex and Candy. Were they good? Uh, she said she had a great time. I saw uh, Third Eye Blind just a couple of years ago, and it <laughs> was awesome. You step out from that Dude, bridge, my friend. I'll tell you is this that too. Third Eye Blind? Yeah, that oh, is. Oh, okay. It's the most homogenous crowd I have ever seen at a concert. Oh, I guarantee. It is like, even the age gap, it is like exclusively people between the ages uh-huh. of like 30 and 34, all white. All wearing distressed jeans. Yeah, and like Abercrombie uh-huh. and Curve Cologne. Yeah. Sponsored by Curve. Sponsored by Curve. Dude. <laughs> they were good, though. I had a great time. Okay. All right. What's the next one here, Steve? Where would you and your soulmate honeymoon? Aww. Napa. Napa. Mm, gonna have some wine. Ibiza. Mm. Gonna have Get some. Get that lisp in there. Uh, some Iberico ham or something. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. Gonna go see my friend Becky. Uh, Does Becky live in Hawaii? She do. I didn't know that. Yeah. Look at her. Getting yeah. tan. She is. Eating uh, pork a lot. Yeah, I bet. Having an expensive life. Yeah. It's expensive yeah, to Yeah, it's there. expensive to live there. Yeah. Um, New York City. New York City. Get a rope. <laughs> oh, man, that is not a funny, like, even yeah, comment anymore. Because there are, there are definitely conservatives who would gladly so, yeah. hang someone they found out was from New York City. Yeah, yeah. Yep. London. <laughs> Oi. Don't go to London, Artie. We get to do our British impressions again. again. Let's go down to Tesco. Governor. Get a pint. (laughs) It's good. It's good. (laughs) Virgin Islands. All right. Uh, Gay Paris. Paris. Mm -hmm. Disney World. Uh Uh-huh. Or Martha's Vineyard. Okay. Given these choices right here, I got to say, them Virgin Islands look pretty dope. Yeah, they do. It's just a beautiful beach man i could go down there and sit by the waves i just got back from the beach but i would totally go and sit my ass on the beach again well for me it's down to uh to london and and ibiza yeah yeah and ibiza is just not the the area of of spain that i would want to visit where you want to go uh barcelona barcelona Barcelona. where they lisp so romantically they do uh so london man Cool man. You yeah, my been, wife and I you've are. Been to the UK? I've not been to the UK. I've been to I've been to Germany. Okay. Been to Lithuania. Oh yeah. Estonia. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But uh, in Russia, lived there for a while. Of course. But I haven't haven't been to London. All right, so Steve, I need you to pick a '90s signature scent to wear yeah. around your soulmate. We got Clinique Happy. There uh-huh. was a lot of bitches wore that back in the day. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's a very common smell. Victoria's Secret Pear Glacé. Uh-huh. I figured they would have gone with, um, what's that other one that everybody used to wear? The Victoria's Secret. Uh, yeah, it smelled like, damn, like a whole pack of, like, fruit stripe gum. Yeah. And it was very... Love Spell. Yeah. Love Spell. It that, was very that strong. Extremely strong. And yeah. it's like, at first you liked it, and then... Yeah, because you smelled minute, it down the hall. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes later of being in close contact, it's like, I'm uh-huh. getting nauseous. You're sitting next to that girl in class. You know how this is. Sitting uh, next oh, to that mom? girl in class. My yeah. mom was in class. And you're like, oh boy, she's cute. And then you get close enough to her that you're like, you're like boy, that's, that's my mom. It's real strong. <laughs> Potpourri. You got it going there. We got Gap Heaven. I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Body Shop, White Musk. Anything with musk in the title must go. Yeah. CK1, also known as the fragrance 
of Ben Eller. Yeah. Which I still wear. All right. It's unisex. Bath and Body Works, Cucumber Melon. Uh, I remember that one. Sunflowers, I remember that. Yeah. Gap Dream and Tommy Girl. I'm Tommy shocked Girl. they didn't have Cool Water on here. Cool Water. That's, well, that's I, 90s action. I, I'm thinking, I'm guessing that we're going to end up with a, a male 90s heartthrob as, as this is... These are all female. You seem sense, like girl right? questions, except think. for CK one, which is unisex, obviously. Thank you, thank you, man. I'll tell you what. Um, of all these, I'm gonna go with the Clinique Happy. Yeah, uh, yeah. If it's worn Strong lightly, choice. all right. It's a good scent. Keep it real. I'm gonna go with CK one because that's actually what I wear. Yeah. <laughs> Commercial break. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. What do we got next? It is most important that my soulmate be. Oh, okay. Intellectual, mm. adventurous, Ooh. affectionate, oh. confident, mm. chivalrous, mm. romantic, Ooh. funny, uh-huh. sensitive, mm. charming, charming. Okay, mm-hmm. so these are these are these are all pretty good qualities, I would think, in a in a mate. Yeah. Um, is there anyone that stands out to you right away? I'm thinking here. Uh yeah, I I I think intellectual maybe, yeah. but funny is 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 also extremely important. Yeah, Duh, I'm gonna go funny. Yeah, good call. I think I'll go with intellectual. I would really, I would hate to be with stuck with somebody dumb? that's dumb. Yeah, that would be not fun to Ugh, me. Dumb dumbs, you are not fun to be around. No, uh-uh. don't worry, they don't know that it's them. All right, I need you to pick a couple's costume to wear with your soulmate. Uh huh. Daria and Trent. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Romeo and Juliet from the Baz Luhrmann. Uh, Fantastic Romeo and yeah. Juliet. Fred and Daphne. Mm-hmm. Scuba Doo. They're in this movie. Oh, yeah, they are. Shit. Mm-hmm. Ariel and Eric. Oh, that's a creepy one. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Also a creepy one. A little bit. Popeye and Olive Oil. Also a creepy one. Olive Oil. He, he's definitely into his girlfriend being kidnapped and <laughs> like they're into that are you saying that like Popeye might be a cuck I think so yes <laughs> well he's not a cuck like in cause like Bluto never takes advantage I think they hire Bluto to kidnap her yeah and then like he comes along and you know Bluto pretends to get beaten up by him it makes right. him feel virile and then you know the train engine runs in the old pee pee <laughs> Good for upstand. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Princess Leia and Han Solo. Eh. Bacon and eggs. Oh, a winning pair, really. They are. Or Mickey and Minnie. Who are you gonna dress up as here? Hmm. You know what? I, I'm gonna go with Daria and Trent. That's a great choice. Yeah. Kate and I've been watching some Daria here lately. Daria's great. I would go with Romeo and Juliet. Kate and I spent a lot of time getting real makey outy to that movie. Oh yeah. Also, that movie has a dope soundtrack. It does too. have a. The that's what I was gonna say. Killer. It has a great soundtrack. And it's dude. It's a really good-looking movie. It is. Baz Luhrmann knows what he's doing in that uh, visual department. What's for the sure. last thing he did? That wasn't. Didn't he do Gatsby? Oh yeah, I never saw that. Oh, uh, okay. Well, it's opulent. People like me are why he's not putting out movies anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. All right, what do we got next? Which classic movie would you make it a blockbuster night with? Oh, make it a blockbuster night. Yeah. That's what we did before Netflix and chill, I guess. Back in the day. All right. Uh, Dirty Dancing. You broke my heart because I couldn't dance. I spent so much of my childhood <laughs> listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Really? Seriously, man. My so mom had on love tape. It. 
I kind of do. Yeah. That's the thing. I kind of do. The Way We Were. I don't know that one. Mm -mm. The Notebook. Fuck no. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's a phenomenal movie. It is. 16 Candles. Classic, classic. Cruel Intentions. I didn't like that movie, did you? Got our Ryan Phillippe and our Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. With her boobs out. With her boobs out. With her boobs out. Uh, no, it's not a great movie. Uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I enjoy Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> going said, full 90s here. <laughs> the Deep when, Blue something. Yeah. When Harry met Sally, and I'll have what she's having. Yeah, Rob Reiner. Pretty Woman. I Don't Kiss on the Mouth prostitute mm -hmm. yeah um which one do i want to make it a blockbuster night with i think eternal sunshine is kind of out of place here it is uh the notebook and eternal sunshine are both out of place because they're not 90s or or before movies yeah i think if i'm gonna have myself a blockbuster night with a date i'm gonna keep things i'm gonna th keep things kind of light and fun yeah also something that's not too convoluted of storyline so if things get makey outy we won't miss out much right. so i'm gonna go with harry met sally who buddy that's a good one i think so but you know what i say well you say something you didn't pick pretty woman you yeah. know what that is big mistake <laughs> pretty woman you a fan of that one i haven't seen it since i was 11 i don't cool. think but uh, you did like it then I don't know. Oh, I, I will tell you. Okay, so this happened. Uh, I was 11, and uh, I could put my legs behind my head. Okay, yeah. So I was sitting in this chair while we were watching Pretty Woman, mm -hmm. and I put my legs behind my head, and then I uh, walked my fingers across my butt singing Pretty Woman, <laughs> and then when I got to my butthole, I went, oh, she fell in the hole. <laughs> and it distracted from the movie. <laughs> It's amazing that you remember that. I remember it very well because uh, everyone laughed, and that was one of those early moments where it was like, I can make belts laugh. Look what I can do. Ha-ha. With my butthole. With my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you just want to do this to relive the moment. Yeah, just to relive. I can't put my legs behind my head anymore. Gotcha. So but maybe somebody else can walk their fingers across your butthole. I hope so. Maybe it's Ryder Strong. All right. <laughs> Pick an ideal date to have with your soulmate. Is it going to be holding hands at a museum? No. Dinner at a nice restaurant? That sounds fun. A day at the beach? At the beach. A night in with takeout? Mm -hmm. Also fun. A picnic? Uh-huh. Listening to records on vinyl. Ugh. Yeah, sounds pretentious. <laughs> Bowling. Going to a music festival or I want to be surprised. I don't ever want to be surprised because I'm super anxious. <laughs> so I think, oh, I'm being murdered tonight. Uh, and music festival, too many people. Oh, yeah, fuck that. Uh, I do like bowling. Bowling is fun. Bowling is really fun. More expensive than you ever think it's going to be. I don't know the last time that I bowled. How much is it now? It depends on where you go. Yeah. We went to, uh, when we lived in Koreatown, we went to a place called Shadow Lanes, which was near Ooh. our apartment. Okay. And I believe it was, it ended up costing like 120 bucks for uh, four of us. What? Yeah. To bowl? To bowl. Holy shit. I mean, I know it's more expensive out there than it's here, but. Yeah. Good it may God. have just been the spot, but we also got super drunk there, so Tight. we didn't really think much about it. Um, I do like that. Uh, but uh, dinner in a nice restaurant. I think that's that sounds pretty good. You know, I, I also enjoy having myself a food rig. Yeah. I also enjoy being at fucking home. It's the best. I, I think a night in with takeout. Yeah. Sounds like a really good idea to yeah. me. That's like, well, we were playing um, 
we were playing the newlywed game while we were at the beach with Kate's parents and her sister and her boyfriend and uh-huh. stuff. And uh, you know, you know how the game works. You know, you, you guys mix it up. Yeah. Each of you takes a different. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Oh, no, 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 no. Not like that. Oh. Totally different than that. Gosh. That was that porno I saw the newlywed mm, game. It's not like that at all. Oh, okay. Completely not like mm. that. But it's the game where you know, uh, one of the one of the pieces of the couple gets asked a question. What would this other one say in this situation? Okay. And then you write it down on a board. And it was like, what's your ideal date night? Uh-huh. And I, yeah, Kate was asked a question, and we both answered fajitas and Rita's. That's the best thing to do. Fajitas and Rita's. Yeah, you get some fajitas, you bring them home. We get make them with homemade margaritas. Uh huh. And uh, we stay the fuck home and watch a movie. So night in with takeout. That is a great night. Um, boy, I'll tell you what. Who'd you get? I'm okay with this hunk. What'd you get? I get Jordan Catalano for my so-called oh, life. Oh, damn it. I'm so fucking jealous, yeah. dude. That's the singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. Yeah. That's the blonde guy in Fight Club that gets beat up. My, my friend Nick grabbed his ass at a 30 Seconds to Mars concert. That's the Joker. <laughs> it's the fucking Joker. That's pretty tight. Yeah. That guy was a total hunk, man. Total uh, hunk. The vexating greatness of Jordan Catalano was just how little we had to do to hypnotize you. Literally... He just needed to stand there with his perfect hair, give you one apathetic stare. It was the best and most torturous form of teenage romance. The agony of having to break a man open was almost more beautiful than the reward of having him let you in. God. Wow. Damn. That seems so complex. I am sopping right now based on that. Yeah. I, I, I gotta get my feet up off the floor. Dang. It is wet over Pulling here. Pulling up over here. Oh so my. this would make you Claire Danes in that equation. Yeah, and she grew up to work for the CIA. True. True story, man. Yeah. True story. So I got Josh Lucas from Clueless. Oh, yeah. Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul okay, Rudd. Okay, now I am jealous. Old Raw Pud. Yeah. That's just a great dude. This There was so much appeal to Josh. He was an mm-hmm. older guy. Hot. With good morals and brains. Right. In your imaginary relationship together, he'd teach you things about the world and always have your best interests in mind. That is sweet. Yeah. But let's get real. That smile will never cease, making yeah. you go weak in the knees. Oh, Polly. Paul. And he's your ex-stepbrother. Yeah. So that's And he's fun. Ant-Man. And he's Ant-Man. That, that is nice. That means he's got a lot of money. Yeah. And he can increase or decrease the size of his penis to your liking. Dude, do you think that... Ant-Man ever gets real freaky with those skills? I think so, yes. I mean, he could like shrink down and go in there and just fucking uppercut that G-spot and stuff. <laughs> hitting, hitting that thing like a speed bag. I don't know if uh, anatomically the G-spot can be hit like a speed bag, but yeah. He could get freaky naughty with that. He could. Wow. That is awesome. I want to see that movie. <laughs> I want to see that movie. There's the bound to be a porno version, yeah. Yeah, Ant-Man and the G-Spot or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll tell you a movie that I don't really want to watch again. Oh, boy. Is it I Know What You Did Last Summer? It is. Um, that's the subject of our show today, and it's not very good. Had you seen this movie before? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah. Did you make out the whole time? No, I was drunk. Sick. Yeah. How my, old were you? <laughs> I'm doing was, math right uh, now. 16. <laughs> um, this beer is seriously fantastic. It really is. Pretentious, pretentious beer and glass works in downtown Knoxville I, is a must visit if you're in town. I think I've told my story of uh, going to see Half Baked uh, entirely drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we used to do that. We would go, <laughs> there was a place 
in Jefferson City, Tennessee, uh-huh. where we would go and buy beer at the age of 16. They never asked for our ID. They just didn't ever. care. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and so we would take, we would buy Mickey's. Uh-huh. Yeah. And take, we would sneak all of uh, a eight pack of Mickey's mm-hmm. into the theater. That's a little like green glass bottles, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we would get toe up watching terrible movies. <laughs> I saw um, Can't Hardly Wait twice in the theaters. Holy shit. You yeah. and how many dudes would do this? It was me and my cousin Casey, my cousin Buddy. Uh, sometimes our friend Harold would come. Yeah. Uh, my cousin Casey often would have girlfriends come. Sometimes I would bring a girl, but uh-huh. usually to me it was just about going out and getting drunk and not thinking about makey outy situations. Tight. Though the, I I saw Jurassic Park three in the theaters, though I didn't see any of Jurassic Park three. So when I think if something's better than Jurassic Park three, I think it's hard to beat that. Is it better than making out with that? Guy? <laughs> I mean, it was pretty fun, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So you saw this movie, White Girl Wasted, in the theater. White Girl Wasted the whole time. Like, who is this now? I'm drunk on rosé. Oh my god, I want another skinny girl martini. <laughs> That's a good like shitty white girl voice. Uh-huh. If I if I was actually doing white girl drunk, I would just do my wife, which is gonna. Your wife gets so happy and talkative. It's the best. Yeah. I love when my wife gets drunk. It, first off, we watched just I watched Justice League by myself, but yeah. then uh, we were drinking the other night, and she was like, "Let's watch something that I don't have to care about." Tight. That's not my wife's voice, but that's my impression of my wife. Okay. And so I was like, Justice League. And so we watched it, and she talked the entire time. Killer. And it made it so much better. That's uh, that's actually, you know what? That's actually how Kate was whenever we were watching I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> that was like, so, and I don't at all mean for this to come across the wrong way, because I, I love my, my wife's family so much, but for the past month, my wife's sister has been in town from China. Yep. Um... And she she lives and works over there and stuff like that. And she came in. She had like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, again, don't get me wrong. I, I love my family and stuff. But it's like I'm doing everything that I do, which is to say every second of my life is accounted for. Plus, after work, we go and do this. Hey, cancel some students. So we go do this. It's like family function, family function all the time. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. And um, one of the last nights that she was in... Kate and I finally ended up together here at the house where it was just like, oh my God, we have a free night. Let's watch a movie. The best. Uh, I need to watch this for the show. We both got like way, way inappropriately drunk. Like for this <laughs> just being like a Thursday night at home. Both had hangovers the next day and stuff. And uh, yeah, Kate was definitely talking through a lot of the movie. That's awesome. But until she fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the ends of so many movies in, in absolute silence yeah. that I saw the, the openings of without having any idea what was happening yeah yeah it's it's adorable because my wife is like the non-talkingest mm-hmm. person ever but i know whenever that chatterbox gets going she's been drinking a lot. i mean she's got the spirits in her <laughs> it's adorable it is apparently most people don't know when i'm trashed yeah you can pull it off really yeah because you've seen me at some I of have. my worst i've i've had i've seen you uh 
every time you walked into a room, you would go, what's up, cunts? What's up, cunts? Is that how you know? The one way you know if Ben is is drunk is that the arms go out. Kate and Jesse have both said out. that. The hands start getting bigger. Yeah, like, like Bernie yeah. Sanders' hands. Yeah. <laughs> I had the Bernie Sanders' hands when I'm fucked up. And you start talking more like you're a uh, Jewish senator from the Maine. The 1% is drinking all the beer at the yeah. party. <laughs> that was a real good That's impression. not a bad Bernie Sanders. I've, I've never done Bernie one before. Sanders. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> But like apparently I pull it off like in my yeah. head I'm like I'm talking really fucked up everybody Oh knows god I know like I start to hear myself slur pretty quickly uh, maybe after two drinks I'll start to hear myself slur What's the most trash you've ever been on this show Cuz we get trashed oh, sometimes Oh god it was maybe have been final destination Yeah I, cuz I I know um, there was some pre-gaming involved on that one There was there was and I whenever I lived in LA and it was us just uh you know on Skype. Yeah. I would I would generally drink like four beers during the episode. Yeah. That's about what we drink, yeah. I would say. Well, I know that night I had already been drinking uh <laughs> vodka before and then I drank a six pack while we were recording. Holy shit, tight. Yeah. Um when I listened back to that episode, I was like, I don't remember this at all, but yeah. Uh, it was great. I said the things I wanted to say. So. Boom. I want to say the, uh, well, I know during the Wraith, I was trashed. I was yes. fucked up yeah, during that that's show. that's very true. I had to go through and edit out so many times of me going, what even is this movie, man? <laughs> like, why? Like, I edited out so yeah. many of those. That's awesome. And I think on um, one of the Friday 13th movies, it might have been part three. Mm-hmm. I got oh, fucking yeah. wasted on that one too. Yeah, that, that was such a bad movie, dude. <laughs> a lot of people love part three, dude. Uh, a lot I, of okay. people love it. That's fine. It's love it's fun. It's harmless. Love. Yeah, exactly. The heart wants what it wants. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't love the one you want, love, love the, the one, one you're, you're with. with. Just settle. Yeah. Just settle. <laughs> it's fine. Fuck it. You're yeah. gonna die anyway. Yeah. Might as well. Fuck it. Uh. <laughs> so this movie, I thought that I had seen before. Okay, but turns out I don't think I had. Like okay. I thought that this is one that, like, I, you know, we at least put on and just made out the whole time or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything about this movie. So I think this actually might have been the first time that I ever watched it. Yeah. And I'll tell you, going into this, uh, anybody who listens to our show regularly knows that, like, a movie being created in the '90s, especially in the '95 to like '98 zone. Instantly gets two points up with Eller. Yeah, you're a big fan of that. I just, I, I cannot help it. Yeah. There's just something about it that just reminds me of that time of being alive. I'm a nostalgic sap. So I kind of went into this movie kind of already liking it. Same deal with Final Destination. Where okay. It's like I gave that movie a lot more leeway than you did just because I was like, oh man, look at, look at how curly that guy's hair is. Yeah. Look at it. This is as curly as it can get. Look how baggy the clothes are. You can see the women's midriffs. Yeah, midriffs are big in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. So it's like all those things with me are instant cool points. Yeah. Uh, so this movie, I went into it already like kind of on board with me. Like, okay, cool. A 90s horror flick. This is going to be fun. Didn't have that much fun. Yeah, it's not fun. And that's a, a real shame because um, the second one, I still know what you did last summer, which is a terrible movie. It makes no sense just in the premise of it. Yeah. Uh, is fun. 
Is it? It's got Jack Black playing like a, a Roz Trent type character. <laughs> it's Rastafarianism. Got, um, it's got Brandy, the singer Brandy. Oh, okay, yeah, Brandy. And she is gorgeous in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Mackay Pfeiffer. Okay, it, yeah. There is Mackay Pfeiffer. Really? Uh-huh. Not no, not no Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh-huh. Is Mackay Pfeiffer. Is Mackay Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Freddie Prince Jr. steals another boat. All right. He steals boats a lot. Is JLH in it? Yeah. She is. And she's all makey outy. Looking outie. fine. She's makey outy, dude. And then some rando. And uh, what's her name? Jennifer Esposito is in it as Which well. Which one's she? Um, Esposito. That name's familiar. She she was a singer and actress. I can't think of anything else she's in, though. So Cool. But the second one is okay? Yeah, because it's campy and stupid. It it's, owns up to what it, it is. It owns up to being, yeah, like, this is dumb. It's fun. There was a third one too, wasn't there? Yeah, but it doesn't involve in. It came out in like 2006. And what is it called? I'll always know what you did last summer. Seriously, that's the mm-hmm. fucking title. Yeah, <sighs> that's terrible. I think I steal. I I steal. I still yeah. know what you did last summer. Might be uh, uh, along with I'll always know what you did last summer. The longest horror movie title. Pretty damn big. Yeah, it's a pretty damn big title. I, I mean, writing I know what you did last summer at the top of my page. I almost ran out of room. And you add I still, and you're talking two lines of space easily. Oh, man. I'd have to do some sort of design. I bet whenever they're making the poster, they had to make all kinds of special considerations for what that logo should look like since the name is so big. Yeah. they Well, the what you did is in smaller uh, font Mm -hmm. on the poster than the I know and last summer. I know summer. I know last summer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this, I think, was the first time that I watched it, and I gotta say, I I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy it very much. No. Uh, I think part of the reason for that is how unlikable all the characters are. Yeah, nobody's likable in this. Yeah. So yeah. it's like whenever the stakes are getting high, and it's like, oh, their lives are on the line. You're like, like okay. Well, fine. I don't really care. They all seem like pretty shitty people. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so as far as we know from the beginning, yeah. They they killed a man. Yeah. Like murdered him. Like at first they may have it may have been responsible in some way for vehicle man- vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, exactly. Though I I don't know how responsible anyone would hold you on a road that curvy in the night when a person was sitting in the middle of the road. Well, let's also be honest here, too. They're a bunch of upper-class white kids. Except for one of them, Freddie Prinze Jr. He's white. He makes a good point in that... Well, first off, he's white in the South. Yeah. But he has dark features. All right. Uh, People might have been like, hey, Prinze with a Z... What's that I don't know about? what his last name is. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, he makes a good point that he doesn't he doesn't have the money for lawyers and stuff, and he probably would have ended up serving some jail time. Yeah. Um, but like, they 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 didn't kill anybody at that point. That person was still alive. They yeah, took exactly. him down to a dock and drowned him. Yeah, like they were gonna they were gonna just dump his corpse in the river, and then they're like, not a corpse, a man. Yeah, make sure he gets into the water. And without even talking about it. Be yeah. like, guys, he's still alive. Should we do something? Guys, let's take him to the hospital. Yeah, anybody at that point could have dove in the water and been like, hey, let's save Dude, this guy because he's eyes not open, dead. His eyes were open when he was on the dock. Yeah. Like before they even threw him in. Yeah. And they jumped on him and started like kicking him and stuff. Yeah. 
Oh, and also he survived. Yeah. Oh, and also turns out there was no reason the entire time for us to hate the characters we were supposed to like. The end. <laughs> Success. What a stupid fucking movie. What a stupid movie. So, yeah, the, the basic plot there is that they think that they've killed a guy who they find out was maybe suicidal because his girlfriend had died. Yeah. But turns out they hit a guy with their car who had just murdered a guy. That guy. That very guy they thought they hit. Yeah. Then they attempt murdering him, fail at it, and then he somehow knows that they were involved in this. No way he could have known. Knows everybody who may have been in any way ancillary to it. Yeah. And then comes along and it starts killing those people for reasons. Because reasons. Also, killing a bunch of people had nothing to do with it. Nothing. God damn it. The movie makes no sense and is stupid and is dumb and I hate it. Let's talk about the characters and their okay. and their pretty much useless character traits that don't really come into play yeah. in the movie. We have SMG. Uh-huh. Who Her character trait is being pretty. Yeah. And in fact, there's a line about her during the beauty pageant. Yeah. Look at her. She was born for this. <laughs> it's good. It's a good line. She, by the way, what she was born for apparently was answering a question that had no effect on the vote as she answered a question and then they opened an envelope and said she had won. Yeah, they did. She was born for standing on a stage looking pretty. Hmm. That sounds like an insult. <laughs> Look at this. This is all she's good for. Yeah. So she, she's pretty. That's her thing. And she wanted to go off and become an actress and stuff, but and then it didn't turn out, and she has to disgrace herself by working at her family store. Yeah, it's a also, terrible disgrace for a 19-year-old who didn't immediately succeed in acting. Okay, here's this, too. So high school graduation night, they accidentally kill this guy. It ruins their lives and stuff. Yeah. And then the movie picks up one year later, right? Uh-huh. And it's like JLH looking for her, and she's like already at home, back at home, working at the family store. Yeah. And she, and Sarah Michelle Gellar is like, I went to New York, and it didn't work out. It's like, how long were you fucking there? Yeah. Did you even try? And also, like, hey, you're 19. Yeah. You could still do anything yeah exactly literally you could move right now yeah to la uh, by the way that a out. more hospitable area yeah. if you're trying to make it especially yeah. as a uh, as a dumb teen because new york doesn't care about you they'll mm. never care about you cold they'll get mad at you for blotting off grease from your pizza oh hey what are you doing we don't do that here this is ray's original i'm walking in <laughs> so her life just sucks, I guess. Yeah. And her character. And it does, because her, her sister is the worst person in the world. Well, her sister's Sonya Blade. Her sister's Sonya Blade, a.k.a. Veronica Vaughn. Listen, we don't even know, though, when those two were little girls growing up, how, what many, happened? how many of those purple rings her sister shot at her. Oh, shit. Or how many of those, like, upside down, like, grapple handstand kicks yeah. she endured. And she's being an asshole to her now as an adult. It's like, you were the one shooting the purple rings. Uh-huh. You were the one like, hey, I gotta hang out with my friend Jax. Sometimes she'd do that split kick and punch a boy in the balls. Oh, no! Ouch! Ayoo! <laughs> so... 
So she sucks. Her sister sucks. Uh huh. Then we have. But that's not even effective because she's being shitty to a shitty person. So it doesn't really matter. We have uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, yeah. who plays Ju. Oh, not Julie. Julie is uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. She plays. Uh, she plays Ju. Now she's Julie. She is Julie. SMG Sarah Michelle Geller is, is, is Helen. Helen. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who is intelligent. That is her character trait. But she's kind of supposed to be the Hermione of the operation, yes. I guess. She's the Hermione who isn't her Hermione. No. Because Hermione would have been like, uh, first off, no, we're not moving a dead body from the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And second off, I'm not afraid of you, Ryan Phillippe, an inch taller than me. Yeah. Um, who strangles me in front of my boyfriend. And who does nothing. What? Her boyfriend who is a foot taller than him. Yeah, he could have bopped him and, on and the head. a broad-shouldered masculine man, that Freddie Prince Jr. Uh-huh. He could have grabbed Felipe by the robin hair and just thrown him into the river. You could do worse than a Freddie Prince Jr. Hell yeah. He's you a could. good guy. He is. He's a good man. Um... So yeah, she's she's smart and a feminist. We get that from her. She says feminist Ooh. things. Um, and also, I guess after the incident, she becomes pseudo goth, which she doesn't really at all. Yeah, she's supposed to be like morose, I'm mad, and and I don't wear makeup, so I'm gross. But it's like you're, you're Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, come on, you look amazing. She should have looked like that roommate in Urban Legend. Exactly. That she should have been, been awesome. Daniel Harris. Yes, yes exactly. Yes, exactly. That would have been okay. And also love too how like how shitty JLH's mom is to her. She's the worst. She's so nosy. Dude, and she's like so you have depression? Yeah. Your father must be rolling over in his grave. Are you using Spin- drugs? No, she's just spinning in his grave spinning. while she walks out of the room. Yeah. It's just like, Jesus Christ, woman. And then she opens a letter and her mom comes in and just reaches for it. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to read your mail. Well, she thought it might have been a Hogwarts invite. Well, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I get the excitement there then. Exactly. But it wasn't delivered by an owl. No. Yeah, no. it's not how that works. And it would have been Ilvermorny. So, <laughs> who wants that? Um, and then we have we have Ryan Phillippe, who um, by, should get role should have gotten roles at this time. He was mm-hmm. good. He was a good actor. He was good in Studio Fifty Four. He was good in Cruel Intentions, which isn't even a great movie, mm. but he's good. Yeah, he was cast for a role that was supposed to be six foot two quarterback of a football team. Yep, he is a little tiny man. He's a tiny man. I mean, I'm not uh, dissing on his height. He's, he's listed at 5'7". That's an, uh, yeah. only a few inches shorter than me, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, he might I'm sure be, his dick is huge. He might be a little bit shorter than 5'7". As I've seen pictures of him standing next to all the other cast members, and he's only a little bit taller than 5'2", Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay. So, he's it's supposed to be intimidating and athletic. And he's, he's more of a... What was he in Studio Fifty Four? A twink. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's he's a he's a he's a he's a small gay man. Yeah. Like that's his his role in Studio Fifty Four, and that is his body type. It works for him. Yeah. Yeah, and it works for him. But when you make him suddenly supposed to be this big athlete who intimidates everyone, yeah. it's like, 
testosterone That's fucking fuel. That's not fueled. how this works. But You're I like not... how he punches everyone and everything in the movie. Everyone. Everybody everything. gets a punch And from he's him. mad at every... A punch for you. A punch for you. The 90s could just be described as mad. Just angry. A lot of angry people. And he's an alcoholic, too. <laughs> yeah, and he's only 18. Turbo alcoholic. Turbo alcoholic or super rich. He's a college quarterback, they mention at a certain point. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Because apparently he goes to the same college as um, Julie. I didn't catch that, really? Yeah. And they just didn't see each other on campus. Could have just cut that out of the script. Not important. But the only college I'm assuming he could be quarterback at in Boston, uh, like Emerson, maybe? Hmm. I don't Dude. know. Like Roxbury Community College, maybe he's there? Yeah. But I like too how like his life totally worked out, and he did go to college and play yeah, football, and, and everything's fine. Yeah, he's still rich, and he goes back to his Malibu beach house in North Carolina. Yeah, the Malibu beach house in we'll North Carolina. About, we'll talk about the geography of this. Movie yeah, in a we got to get into too. that. <laughs> but he's just a shitty asshole character who definitely sucks, and whose life goes on fine because he's a rich white kid. And then there's Ray. Then there's Ray. So anyway, the characters <laughs> have been fully described. So Ray is a character. Freddie Prince Jr. in this movie. Yeah. Could this movie exist without him? Because he does nothing. He does literally nothing except for uh, withhold information that would have uh, really made everything a whole lot easier. Well, that's enough about that Admiral from The Last Jedi. But <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Freddie it's Prince true. Jr. here. Yeah, she probably should have told somebody at least. Somebody, yeah. come on. Yes, I really do like. Lord Just, I, I, I understand that the plan, uh, like, there could have been a million other better plans. Yeah. But that, just that shot of the ship going through the Imperial Battlecruiser or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. Starship. That was a cool shot. Yeah, it would have been cooler if it was Akbar on it, though. Yeah. yeah. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> I know. They, That's how they, they would have said it. They had one job, dude. That wouldn't job. have been. I would. That wouldn't have been cool though. I it would have been so lame. I well, people would have loved it, but it would have been lame. Um. So Freddie Prince Jr. in this movie. So he's got no real. He has character. No, so here's the interesting thing too is like, you know, leading up to this episode, I had a little bit of time to read a couple different reviews that people put up of this, uh-huh. and the interesting thing is like everybody's reaction to what his character was was different. Like oh, there was so several... he's like a cipher for what the the yeah. What do pers- you see about? It? Yeah. yeah, he's like a Rorschach test. Yeah, what do you see in Freddie Prince Jr. And I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I see emptiness. <laughs> yeah, because like there was a couple of people that were like, "Oh, okay, he's like the sensitive artistic guy." Yeah, and right. There was the sensitive a... artistic fisherman. Yeah. Well, then there was a couple of people that were like, "Oh, he's like a blue collar dude hanging yeah. out with all these rich kids." Sure. And then there was a couple of people that were like, "No, he's like the weird shady one that could be the murderer." His, do. his character doesn't do fucking anything in this movie, dude. Oh, God. No. Pointless. I, I, I who, Whodunits are stupid. They're real dumb, and they're not useful for horror. They're useful for jump scares. Yeah. If you want a movie full of jump scares, boy, a whodunit's the way to do Especially it. Especially a 90s whodunit. Yeah. Especially a 90s whodunit where you're not really thinking at any point, that person probably did it. You're just thinking like, none of these people did it. We'll find out at the very end it was somebody we didn't know about ever. The whole movie, yeah. yeah. And that brings us to, to Max, played by Dave from Roseanne. Yes. Who, his character is supposed to be the the red herring, 
weirdo guy. Even he's unlikable. He's extremely unlikable. He just seems like a creep who just wants to hook up with JLH. Hey, I know you got a boyfriend and stuff, but like I brought you this alcoholic shot. shot. Yeah, it's not which, a roofie or anything, honestly. Which is probably just fine. You should just drink it. Yeah, Don't just go think with about it. it. Don't worry about it. Hey, you want to go to the bathroom He's super creepy and me? extremely unlikable. I'm Johnny Galecki. Yeah, like, and his character, you never once think that he's the one in that's responsible for anything going on. Yeah. And then he dies... He's the first one. He's the first fucking death. Yeah, and it makes the first one killed by our uh, yeah yeah our killer fisherman in a slicker with a, a fish hook. Yeah, yeah, and it makes for one, it makes zero sense that he would be killed. He yeah, had he didn't do nothing anything. To he do. knows nothing about anything. No, like he yeah. drove by whenever there was they were like mm. trying to hide the body. Well, but but, but the, the thing is too is like there's no way the killer would even know who he is. Here's the more infuriating thing. There was no plan originally to kill him at all. Yeah, exactly. So what were they going to do with him? I don't know. Did he just fade out in the movie after the, the, the boat scene or whatever? Like, I don't yeah. know. Just like he drives by and then Bye. the end, yeah. that's his character. Because, yeah, his, his character was supposed to live, but according to test screenings and stuff, they were like, nothing is happening in the first fucking hour of this movie yeah it's a slasher with no slashing yeah you got to get to the slashing a bit quicker yeah exactly so they're like well i guess we can kill this dude off and then do really silly ridiculous unexplainable shit with his corpse that that yeah that scene let's talk about that for a second yeah let's go to that scene and let, we'll talk let's talk about um how much of this is um understandable if you exclude the idea of either dreams or some sort of supernatural element. Yeah. So yeah. she hears something in her trunk, middle of the day. It's JLH, over. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, main character. Pulls over in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. Middle of the day. Yep. Right across the street trunk. from SMG's house. Yep. Opens the trunk. There's a dead body. And there are crabs crawling all over it. The dead body is Johnny Galecki, Max. And he is wearing the uh, high school jacket. letterman's jacket that was taken from... Um, what's his Ryan name? Felipe. Right, yeah, Barry. Yeah. Taken from him a couple scenes earlier. Yeah. And Barry didn't tell anybody about this. No. He didn't tell anybody that his letterman jacket had been taken by the killer. Right. So, and she, run, she gets out of the car... She sees this shit, which actually the image of the body with the crabs is pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and the, the uh, like the crabs making a ticking yeah. in the... Crab like, sounds. There's so many elements of this that I think like, this could have been a good movie. It really could have. I, it just didn't turn out but that she, way at all. She runs across the street to Sarah Michelle Gellar's house, uh -huh. brings them Directly out. Directly across the street. Yeah, exactly. In a neighborhood. Again, houses everywhere. Yeah. And by the time they get back, like 30 seconds later, the body, the crabs, I think there was ice, ice. in there, There too. was ice in there, too. It looks like her fucking trunk has been, like, detailed. Yeah. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And I then, of course... I want to see the scene of the fucking fisherman killer seeing her run off and be like, yes, it worked. 
<laughs> oh shit, I've got to do something about this. Oh no. And he's like grabbing that body and putting it in a car. But then there's there's the crabs. He's got the problem oh, with the God, crabs. The cra- oh, I got to get all these crabs. Oh, this one's pinching ouch, me. Ouch, 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 ouch. Or maybe he's just like throwing him like discuses or something. <laughs> like, I want to see that scene of like how he dealt with that. Yeah. He's got paper towels. He's blotting where the ice that was. That seems and like. Stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, one of the movies I watched when I was watching these ninety movies was yeah. Scary Movie. Oh, okay. Which has I've never seen I it. know what you did last summer as, as sort of a premise as well as Scream. It's just I know what you did last summer and Scream thrown together. Really? It's not great. It's I mean everybody listening right now who saw it back then is like, what do you mean it's not it great? It's hilarious. Watch it now. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It was funny in two thousand, I guess. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really. Mm. All, all of the humor in it is extremely topical, like to the point where you're going to be like when Carmen Electra sees Prince on her back patio and says, <laughs> I didn't used to date that guy. He didn't wear that much makeup. She's making a reference to Dennis Rodman. You won't remember that unless Jesus. you remember that I just said it. Right. Because wow. every joke is so topical. Anyway, but like you would think that would be a joke in Scary Movie of how he cleaned out that trunk. Because yeah, exactly. Like it would be, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work the way it works in the movie. Yeah, where everything's just cleaned out and cleared, and everything like she just went literally across the street. Yeah, exactly. Like seriously, maybe thirty seconds of time yep. has elapsed. And it makes you start to think that maybe there's some kind of supernatural element, uh-huh. or like or there's, there's dreams, she's having or, a hallucination. Yeah, but but that never follows through at all. Also, she saw the Letterman jacket on him, and she wouldn't she have known about she that. She didn't right. know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't just a hallucination. So or couldn't have been hallucination unless she has some sort of ESP. Yeah, which would make the movie better. It would make the movie better. <laughs> I mean, we are talking about the ghost whisperer herself. It's true. It's mm-hmm. true. And Buffy's in this. Just fucking dumb. Just really fucking <laughs> dumb scene, man. What it the fuck really happened? Is. That's one of those scenes that you know was just thrown in into the script after they yeah. decided to kill Max. And they're like, well, but what happened to the body? Oh, don't he, just don't worry about it. It'll it look good. Like, it's fine. He puts it in a trunk later. In a trunk? And yeah, what, like it's just in the uh, trunk of the he's car. He's on ice. There's some ice involved. Oh, okay. Well, how would she know it's in the trunk, though? Like, would she ever open the... I don't open my trunk. Oh, there are crabs in there, too. There's a scritching sound, kind of like the hook hand myth they were talking about earlier at the first yeah, movie. So it's like that. How about that, cool, like, cool. stupid faux <laughs> meta thing that they never follow through on? It's clearly, like, this yeah. writer's first attempt at doing, like, okay, let's acknowledge horror stuff Yeah. and put it in a movie. Because, like, at the first yeah. of the movie, like you said, they have that stupid conversation about... The hook. Oh, horror yeah. movie. Yeah, the hook hand thing. And horror movies are always about sex and blah, mm. blah, blah. It's like this really, really half-baked attempt to be metal Well, that's, like I mean, was. you can see his progression there because he wrote Scream after this. That yeah. He was thinking like, you know, like what if better. I just wrote a movie where that's where they, what they talk about? Yeah, exactly. And uh, by the way, you can have a really good idea come out of a really bad idea. Totally. And sometimes that bad idea... A bad idea sells, and you're not gonna reject the money. <laughs> yeah, of course so, not. Like he, th- he, because the the hook part that's not in the original novel that he was adapting. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. he he was throwing that in himself, and it's exactly it. He was thinking about meta horror, so we get to see where Scream kind of came from. But it's also like, well, this 
didn't doesn't pay off and could have just been cut out entirely. Yeah, exactly. It could have been cut out entirely yeah. with no effect to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Steve, I need to wet my whistle. All right. Let's have another rig. Let's let's try a dry whistle real quick. Just go ahead. I got nothing. I got nothing. Either. Too dry. I need to too dry. It. This is another beer provided to us by our dead and lovely listener, Nick Shoddy. Yeah, yeah. If you guys want to hook us up with some beers from your hometown, please drop us an email. Yeah, we're, we're we'll going to tell us. you where to send them. Yeah, where can they reach us, Steve? Uh, deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. What if we're so like on track that as soon as you start saying that, I'm like, all right, tune in next week. Bye. <laughs> it's like, what? Ba, 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 that was ba, abrupt. <laughs> so this is provided to us from Nick Shoddy, who works at the New Grass Brewing Company in Shelby, yeah. North Kakalaki. And last week we had the par- parallelograms. And it was fucking awesome. it was fucking awesome. awesome. Yeah. So this is their Mind Killer, which is a double dry fear. hopped, double IPA. Fear is the Mind Killer. And here's a cool thing, too. So the design of the can, as usual, we'll put a picture of this up on our uh, Instagram page. Yeah. Uh, the design of this can here, Nick told me, is actually a brain scan of a serial killer. What? He couldn't remember which one it was. That's super cool. Pretty dope. Like, they did a brain yeah. scan, and then an artist, like, redrew it, basically. Yeah. And that's what's on the can right here. Way to go. Pretty cool. I'm looking forward to trying this. It is, a again, a double dry hop, double IPA. It's 8.8 ABV. So it should be good 8. and tasty. Yeah. Damn, let's do this. Should strong. Because I think that pretentious was like 7 point yeah, something. Yeah, it says here 7.9. It was good. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to go on record so saying juicy. I really so liked good. that. It was like less... Um, it was less sweet than the other trendy one that we had. There was the yeah, pineapple. Yeah, the pineapple. Mm-hmm, the Th- trendy AF. This was a little bit uh, more, a little bit more boozy. Yeah, more... it has. It's it's almost three uh, percent uh, more alcohol. Ooh, in this, this this mind killer smells stanky and good. All right, I like some it. stank. What do you think about the faux giallo mask okay. gloved killer elements? Of That's this? real good, actually. That yeah. um, there's the shot whenever uh. The killer attacks Barry but doesn't kill him. I thought the same thing when it's like upside down. Upside down it's and tight. there's the glint off of the hook. That's like Very that Argento. Is Argento shot. Yeah. And it's like perfect Argento because that's what he would do. Put it upside down because the world is upside down. Yeah. Everything's been turned upside and down. show how shiny thing. the metal is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I I really dug it. Let's like, get a little clinky a clink bunch. on this before we try this thing. I'll let you be the, the brave journeyer on this on this road of mind killer. Oh, that's hoppy. Yeah, is that a hoppy some bitch? Oh, buddy. Let's find out. Let's find out. Let's let's that hops like a bunny. Let's get a pull of that right there. Hmm. Hmm, man. Oh wow. That's real hoppy. That's really, really, really hoppy. It's good. It's definitely a lot more dry than what we were drinking yeah, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah not sure. not juicy in in that same way. It's drier, but it got that Good. great hop character. There's something like earthy about it mm-hmm. that I'm tasting too. There's like a funkiness or an earthiness about it, which um, a buddy of mine, Chris Tatchik, who's a great player, he was just talking about on Facebook. He's like, man, all these IPAs and stuff are getting soft and juicy and stuff. He's like, man, I want it fucking bitter and dry and yeah, hoppy funky. and all stuff. He'd probably be on board with this. This isn't yeah. really that bitter. No, but it, that's, that's a good point. It is hoppy, but it's not bitter. No. Yeah. I like the earthy funkiness of this. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Nick. Funky cold Medina. <laughs> that is delicious. Mm-hmm. And it's like nice and cloudy too. Yeah. I like that, man. So this movie, and I think a lot of other 
a lot of other movies from this time period do owe a lot to Giallo. We talked about this yeah, in Urban Legend, sure. too, where it's like the masked, hooded, uh-huh. black glove killer. It's like that's, that is Giallo to yeah. the max. And especially a shiny weapon. Yeah. Shots of the weapon specifically. Yeah, like, almost a fetishization of mm-hmm. the weapon. Yeah. And in this case, it's that big fisherman's hook that he gets off the boat when he kills David. She makes a good point, by the way. Like, uh, our... our what is her name is that helen julie julie uh julie she makes a good point in her feminist reading of the hook uh-huh. that the hook is is a phallic symbol okay but yeah. that it is ultimately a castrated because the the hook is bent oh right yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's kind of like what we talked about with the drill killer in slumber party massacre yeah, exactly i mean that's very very obvious phallic symbol yeah, yeah 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 check out that back episode Rate yeah, review on that iTunes. was a good one that was a fun episode mm-hmm. right there so this kind of has the giallo thing but there's there's not really the whodunit i, I was yeah, never it, i was never in this movie going man i bet it's freddie prince jr yeah the whole time you're thinking it's gonna be because that's what scream doesn't do this scream does a great job of misdirect misdirect yeah. and actually giving you what you need to know who really did it the entire time yeah so, so when like you if you're watching it, you're, you're like, like oh yeah, i should have oh, noticed obviously that it yeah. Was them. yeah but this one it's like you could never know because the character who is the killer is not someone you get introduced to until the last 20 minutes of the movie but enough about friday the 13th <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, though, is like that movie did exactly what we're complaining about right now. Yeah. But listen, it, it's like Bugs Bunny said. It's a cool trick, but you can only do it once. Yeah. You know, you can't be like, I want to do it just like how Friday 13th did, where yeah. there's no way you could have known because this character wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Also, that movie is much more fun. <laughs> way more fun. Yeah. Fun. This movie movie really leaves behind the idea of fun immediately. Now, this movie is is rated R. Uh-huh. And it it contains restricted. Restricted it's mm-hmm. called. And it contains a lot of just like shitty horror tropes, but Yeah, a lot of jump scares, a lot of misdirects. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't really have much of what you expect out of an R-rated horror movie. There's yeah, like, it's almost there's, like they asked to be rated R. Yeah, exactly, cuz the kills in it aren't really that punishing. No. I guess Dave's kill is okay. He gets the hook through the yeah. Through the chin, which is, again, very Argento. Yeah, it is. Uh, but other and than that, the kills are pretty tame. Elsa, who is, is uh, Sonya, Helen. Sonya, yeah. yeah. Sonya Blade. Sonya Blade. Uh, I like her death. Hers is the best. Yeah, he, he has her with the hook, like, by the rib cage, and he's yeah, carrying kind of her. her. It looks really cool. Kind of like how you, like, like hook a beef or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. It That's reminded cool. me of, of something like Texas Chainsaw, maybe, right. where, where you would see something like but that. But you only see it for like a second. Only a second. And it's and like, how did that sucks. get an R? Yeah, exactly. Elsa, girl, you need to let it go. Yeah, you need to learn some manners. Seriously. And um, then, too, like, I liked... Um, she, she's so terrible to her She's sister. terrible. Yeah. yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar's death was okay. Like, I, I like the, yeah. the lead up where, you know, yeah. he's chasing her through the store. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like the parade going on. It kind of reminded me of Trick or Treat. Yeah, that's exactly what it, yes. Trick or Treat definitely 
was taken a, a, a bit from this, this yeah. page where you're just out of view of a parade 20 feet away, exactly. maybe. And there's people and like, yelling and screaming. That's and good and terror, where you're like, is. oh my god, I'm so close. Yeah, I'm so close to being helped It's just right like now. in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where the girl's running out and he grabs her right at the door. Like, right. that's the yeah, perfect yeah. time where it's just like, she was almost, almost out. Almost there. Yeah. Yep. Like that's a good suspenseful scene. That's yeah. that's easily the best scene in the whole For movie, sure. really. Yeah. Um, so I liked I liked her death okay, but the rest of them are just like I'm having a hard time remembering what most of them were right now. Because also too, there was so many times in this movie where our killer, who's apparently so vengeful and so upset about uh-huh. the death of his daughter, and these kids who kind of also maybe tried to kill him too. Where he could have fucking had these kids dead yeah. easy. Easily. But instead, chose to just prank them. He loves pranks. What the Gosh, fuck? Why? Man. Well, <sighs> punked was a thing, I think, around this it's time. It's true. And yeah, they were trying to like, cash in on punked, I guess. Oh, I love that Ashton Kutcher. He's like, I'm going to sneak into Buffy the Vampire Slayer's house. Uh-huh. Which, P.S., that scene where like she's just fixing to go up the stairs and you see him walk down yeah. the hall, very well shot. It was. It's it very was. good. But then he's in her room. She's undressing. She's going to bed. Boy, what a great time to murder somebody this would be while they're completely helpless. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll just give her a haircut instead. Yeah. A haircut that people keep uh, talking about like it's terrible. But then you see her hair that night, and it's like, oh, her hair looks better. Dude, and, and, and this is the thing about this movie. It's like, if you wanted to go truly horrific and truly vicious yeah. with this, and it's like, okay, he's going to ruin these characters and their aspirations. Like, she right. had, she was a beauty queen. She dreamed of being an actress and being beautiful on screen. Mm-hmm. If he would have fucking, like, scarred her face up or, like, cut her face sure. or something fucked up. Like, that would have been gruesome and like, oh my God, this is, her life is ruined. But Ben, she would have easily woken up at that point, not like when someone's giving you a haircut. Right. Why the fuck didn't she wake up? Exactly. Like, do you it's know, so if somebody is cutting your hair with scissors in the middle of the night? Yeah, you're going to feel it. And he's it's having to wait for you to like roll over and stuff so he can do the other mm-hmm. side of the hair. And again, it didn't even look bad. No, it and somebody looked that's, fine. And somebody that's already as cute as her? Yes. Big deal. It's the fucking 90s. Get a pixie cut. Mm-hmm. You'll look adorable. Get a Rachel. Yeah. It, Am yeah. I right? Get a little Bob action going on. There you go. You'll look great. Yeah, she would. That's and then true. just like a year later, you'll have long hair again. So fucking what? Just fine. And why didn't he just murder her right there? With Ryan Felipe. After he, he hit <sighs> he him with had, his own car. He had the he chance had to him. kill him. But instead, just... We didn't even see what happened. Yeah, he just he just cuts away and to him in the he's hospital. in the hospital. Yeah. Why didn't and he fucking kill him? And they're asking him if they can go to the cops. That was a problem I had, too. They kept asking, like, why are you asking him if you can go? Just go. Yeah, exactly. Just go talk to the police. Why didn't he just kill him right then and there? If he's so mad at him, and he does kill him later, why didn't he just do it right then and there? There's no reason for it. And here's another thing, too, that I'll, I'll, I'll pile onto this. Going back to the, the Max Crab in the backseat death. Mm-hmm. It would have been better and more fucked up and more suspenseful if the killer would have just stranded them with this body. Yes. What do we do with this body? Uh-huh. Because we can't go to the cops because exactly. then we're incriminating ourselves. That would have made so much that more sense. That would have been better, right? Yeah. 
Because then, yeah, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And it's well, like, they're, then they're, you don't get the several scenes of Jennifer Love Hewitt for some reason leaning forward. <laughs> Just like lean into that line, darling. Yeah, just, you've almost got. We need it. more boob. Lean up need in there. More boob going. <laughs> what do you want, huh? I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh my god, dude. But you know, it's like that's an easy point where this could have been cooler. Yeah. Like, dude, if these if these preppy elite, mostly rich, you know, kids that are trying to keep their lives together had to like dissolve a body in acid or sure. chop or chop it up and bury it like, way better that would have been way more life ruining this than, is this uh, is, uh, i spooked you yeah oh i spooked you with this body in your trunk this I is took where it away, the, though. the adaptation from the novel definitely had to have ruined it like yeah one the novel would have had so much more time to develop all these twists and turns that happen in the movie way too quick and yeah. don't really give us time to like let a twist set like we don't get enough time to be like oh that's what's going on because now suddenly something else is going on but in the novel that was probably several chapters like and then with you know in the novel there was probably more of an explanation i would guess as to how all these things could work out but you can't a movie can't do that that's why adaptations of of novels to movies are hard you have to know what to cut and what to change yeah uh, but this novel is apparently popular. Uh, hmm. We had somebody on Facebook mention oh, the yeah, theater, yeah, yeah. and like mm-hmm. um, in the the production, they found that a lot of the actresses they brought in had read the novel as 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 kids and stuff. So like, the novel was pretty popular. It was a young adult novel from mm-hmm. the seventies. So seventies, really? Yeah. So, I mean, they they probably felt they had to stick to some, you know specific points of the novel that people liked but if they had moved outside of that for all of us who didn't read the novel it would have made it a much better movie sure sure just just drop that material and go with what makes sense while we're on the subject of things that would have made this movie better okay you know like i said i think stranding with the body would have been way better yeah that is way better i also think that okay what's the name of the guy that they thought they killed david yeah david and David, they just don't know him. He graduated a few years ahead of him. Like class of 88. Class of 88. He was at or the Skate Banger like show. Or 92. Class of 92 <laughs> is what it was. So, like, they never knew this guy. He was, like, older than them and stuff. Yeah. They didn't know him. I think that this movie would have been cooler if the four main characters that were, again, kind of these more top-of-the-class, rich, elite, snobby kids. Knew him? If they knew him. Yeah. And also, if maybe even this was a kid that they, like, bullied and stuff. Sure. And treated like shit. If there was some connection. And then, and, and you know, it's the kind of thing where in school they're picking on him, and it's all like, man, we wish you were dead. And uh-huh. then they actually do think that they killed him. Yeah. That would have been way more of a emotional and moral quandary. Yes. You know, and and then also too, the dad would have had more of a motive and been like, "You guys always treated him like shit." Yeah, I'm gonna kill you now. Instead, like, it doesn't make any sense. It could have been like a strong anti-bullying, yeah, kind of thing. And at you the know end, what I mean? they could have been like, "Hey, don't bully," and then like, it gets all better. Cross their arms. Yeah, exactly. And then the Obama winks and know. says, "It gets better." 
Obama would have been so young, too. <laughs> and everybody would be like, who is this black man? <laughs> He's just a professor at Harvard. <laughs> He's not even from America. What's Actually, he doing was, in here? That was, he, I don't even know if he was a professor. Mine, maybe point. not, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like I think the movie would have been way more interesting if they would have had some actual involvement with this person that they yeah. think that they killed. I think that would have made like a Like if much there were some movie. real stakes. Yeah, saying? exactly. Uh, other Instead, than... a bunch of shitty people think they might have killed somebody they don't know. Uh-huh. And they mm. want to escape any legal repercussions, so... That's it, right? So I'm supposed to feel for them. Uh, well, Here's when you put real, it that way, no. Here's a real fun story. I hit a lady in a car one time. No shit. She was not in a car. She wow. was out uh, walking. When did that happen? This was uh, 2002, maybe? Was that in your old caddy? Yes, I was in my caddy. You had a nice caddy. I was driving a caddy. Day. I was driving to work in Pigeon Forge yeah. and taking the back roads. At O'Chuck's? Yeah. Yeah. And somebody... Uh, basically what had happened before I came around the corner was a lady had come to check her mail across the street and a a van had stopped for her. Yeah. Well, when she got done getting her mail, she decided, well, I'll walk around the backside of the van. Okay. This was a, this was a a utility van. No windows. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see her at all. Like no side of her. 100%. She was on the phone. Uh, walking out from behind the van, I come around this corner. I hit the brakes as soon as I see her. She comes rolling up on the the hood of the caddy. I uh, jump out immediately, and I hear her say, "Yeah, I just got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, no I'll call you back." <laughs> Seriously? Seriously. Yeah, and I just got hit by a car. I'll call you back. Uh, I get out phenomenal. and I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. You're uh, like, Please, she... I'm a Mormon. I'll, I'll help you. Yes, exactly. At <laughs> that point, like, uh, let me d- put some voodoo on you. I'm seriously a good person. Yeah. Uh, and she was like, oh, I'm fine, honey. You just go on. No. How old was she? She was uh, in her 50s or 60s. <laughs> That's amazing. And so I was I like, I didn't know about this. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, I got to get to work. So I guess I'll See you go. Later. But then I start driving and I'm like, did I just leave the scene of an accident? Yeah. Did I just what leave just the happened? scene of attempted vehicular manslaughter? So I immediately drove to the police station and really? I told them what happened. So moral. And the cop looked at me like I was an idiot. Yeah. Why are you telling me this? And he was like, well, she didn't call us. And I was like, all right, then. Uh, okay. So I went to work and I got into work and immediately saw my manager. And I was like, I just hit somebody in my car. They didn't mind. And my manager was like, are you okay? And that was immediately where I realized like, oh, also I might be going through some shit. Cause I just hit somebody in my <laughs> fucking car. <laughs> and so I realized like, I don't think I am. Like, that's, like, insane. Like, every time, for, like, months after that, every time I'd be going around a curve, I'd just slow down. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go real slow. You never know what's gonna be around this curve. Dude, do you know how satisfying it would be if you found out that the guy that many years later... (laughs) You already know where I'm going with this. The homeless guy that literally cut your throat with a box cutter... (laughs) 
was like her older brother. Yeah. Then it would be like the completion of a story. Then I'd be like, oh shit. That's what I happened. deserved that kind of. <laughs> That would be so amazing. I mean, that would that would be really fantastic. That would be, yeah. <laughs> I got him, Lurleen. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, well, I got hit by a car. I'll call you back, I reckon. Hey, while we're talking about creepy siblings, how about that Anne Heche? Boy, she plays creepy real well. What movie was she in? A, a separate movie. She, as was, she was never on screen with anybody else in this movie. She thought she was in Frailty. She may have. Exactly. Because the entire set design mm-hmm. and everything of her hood yeah. was frailty. It's frailty, which is a great horror movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, you were saying you don't think she was ever on set with any yeah, actors. Yeah. Uh, from what I saw, I don't think that she was ever actually on set with anybody else. I, I think anytime you see uh, her with someone else, their back is turned. Right. Meaning it's the stand-in. Yeah, yeah. And like... You also hear when um, Sarah Michelle Geller is like asking her questions, she's asking the questions super quick. Right. Meaning like they shot Anne Heche. They're just showing these shots of Anne Heche and she didn't give enough time in between uh, delivering oh, yeah, her right, lines right. and they didn't want to cut to something else. So they were just like, could you just say it quicker? Yeah. Say it real fast. Like, yeah. Also, so, how, how dumb is it that they're like, oh, hey, we're just some people whose car ran out of gas. Do you have a dead brother? <laughs> Can you tell us about it? Like, really? Is that the flow of conversation? I mean, for me, that's pretty common. That's pretty usual. Yeah. Just so like, you got any dead, dead siblings or anything? Anybody I don't know. you know that you're super close to died recently? That's just how you make conversation. Well, I'm getting an M. An M? Is it an M? <laughs> Mama, Mama, me, me. I have a niece. <laughs> niece, that's it. L M N. It's the next letter. <laughs> but it's like, how how dumb is that? And then how dumb is her like smashing on the fucking glass? You forgot your cigarettes. Yeah. Who gets anybody's attention? That's that, that way? Jeepers Creepers scare. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah, she does pretty good at being creepy, though. She's great at being creepy. Way creepier the movie deserves, though. That, uh, what she says about the movie, and this is a quote straight from the Wikipedia. It's not straight from it. This is just what I remember. <laughs> it quotes her as saying, I shot for two days and they told me to be creepy. Huh. So that that was Anne Heche's, uh experience that of works. working on this movie. That she shot for two days sums it up. and they told her to be creepy. Mission accomplished. And she did it. Let's talk about the George Graffy. <laughs> the George Graffy of this. Because it's in North Carolina. Uh huh. By means of Maine <laughs> and like a little sea shanty town. And a little bit of Central California thrown in there. Where everybody wears rain slickers uh-huh. and floppy hats all the time. Yeah. Even when it's broad daylight at the parade. Yeah. At the Croker Parade. Uh huh. Why they do this, I'm unsure. Who needs to know, honestly? And also, North Carolina has cliffs. Where somewhat depressed boys sit on and play with necklaces or something. Yeah. Well, the cliffs of North Carolina, Steve. This movie opens up with a film faux pas immediately. First off, the opening uh, shot is the Lost Boys shot. It is, yeah. Um, But here's a bit of a film faux pas. Yeah. If you're shooting the West Coast for the East Coast, you shoot the West Coast on the left side. So that it, it it reads as Atlantic. 
We all think oh. left Atlantic, right Pacific. We all just think that. And they don't do that here. Holy shit. The, so, the ocean's on the left side, the land's on the right side. This is why it automatically confuses you God when you damn get it. into it, it does. being North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So if, That's if one of those just, things that, that did subliminally confuse yeah. me, and I wasn't sure why. If That's he had exactly just done why. this shot at sun up instead of sun down with yeah. the, the coast on the left, it yeah. would have looked like sun down east coast. Dude. Yeah. So he's Thank you for clarifying that. I had not even considered that. But those opening shots are the only shots that are shot in California. Everything else is actually shot in North Carolina in this weird town that looks like a New England fishing town. Well, and also where Ryan Felipe has a Malibu beach house. <laughs> where he has his Malibu beach house and, 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 and Hayes you wouldn't find in North Carolina. And Anne Hayes has her Bayou sa- house. Sawyer family Bayou yeah. house. Like... <laughs> Don't get me wrong. North Carolina has a diverse landscape, but come yeah. The well, this fuck town on. is close to South Carolina, so some of that Bayou Beach House or whatever can can kind of be pulled off. But that Santa Monica type of beach house that that Ryan Philby has is is it makes no sense. I bet they didn't film anything else there. They filmed so much stuff in that. <laughs> that is Dawson's Creek. Jesus. That, uh, if you got a Nicholas Sparks novel you want to turn into a movie, you do it there. You holla. At Southport, North Carolina, where they film these things. Maybe you've heard of a little movie called A Walk to Remember. I have heard so. They of filmed it. it there in Southport, North Carolina. Jeezy Creasy. Jeezy Creasy Lemon Squeezy. Now, I will say this about the movie. Now, we've, we've harped a lot about the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. The movie does have some okay looking shots. Yeah. It is I like shot. the, the shot where the. The, the body that they've tossed into the water mm-hmm. is underwater. Ryan Felipe jumps in to get the crown off of him. The shot looks nice. It's way more brightly lit than it should be considering yeah, it's at nighttime. It's a nighttime stuff. shot underwater. But yeah. it, do, it does look good. A lot of the movie, though, is shot very flat, like very two-dimensional yeah. looking. Like There's yeah. not a lot of cool camera movement. Um, it's pretty plain. But yeah. I do think that everything is nicely lit and the color saturation stuff. Yeah. It looks good. And it's full of very, very pretty people. It is. That is true. And these are... Pretty I mean, Town, USA. Uh, we got we got Fred and Daphne in here. Yep. yep. We got, uh, you know, Ryan Phillippe. He's in a ton. He was a heartthrob himself. Jennifer that, Love Hewitt she is gorgeous. She is way makey-outy, dude. She yeah. is a cutie to the max. I always... Saw, well, of course... I tend to like myself a, a petite brunette girl, as yeah. that is what I am married to. I like I like a tall one. Yeah, you like a you like a, a George like Costanza, like a big tall woman. Yeah, yeah. But also, I'm, I'm a brunette fan. She's very pretty. Yeah, she's so pretty in this, and and, and still very gorgeous woman. Sarah Absolutely, Michelle Geller so. just as well. Uh, both of these uh, are all all of these people are still attractive people. Um. It's real weird to me that Freddie Prinze Jr.'s career kind of fell off. Of there. all of them, like right, like he seems he's like the nicest, coolest, most likable dude. Yeah, and he seems really cool. And I, I mean, he he worked for WWE a few years ago. No shit. Yeah, as a talent coordinator. Yeah. Really. Yeah, really cool. That's extremely random. Yeah, he uh, he's a good actor. He, he's. I don't know how great he is. He never got the opportunity to be in a in a tough role. Ryan Phillippe did, obviously. Studio Fifty Four mm-hmm. did really well. Well, apparently, uh, apparently uh, uh, Freddie Prince was like trying to be in the Punisher and stuff. Yeah, Punisher Warzone. Yeah. Uh, Lexi Alexander told this story on how did this get made? 
yeah. uh, a Punisher Warzone episode with her and Patton Oswalt, and she told the story about how the studio executives wanted her to meet with Freddie Prinze Jr. Uh, to play the role of the Punisher, and she met with him, and he was a huge Punisher fan. He had read everything. Wow. Uh, he was so prepared for the role. She was excited about him. I'd she like to back. see him in a gritty part. Sure. Yeah. She went back to the the studio execs, and she was like, he's perfect. I want him. And they were like, yeah, but we can't we can't have him. We just wanted you to meet with him. Uh, so I, I don't know what happened to his career. I don't know if he pissed off the wrong person. I don't know what happened, but yeah. like he, <laughs> he was being shopped for roles, but also he was never going to get him. Lame. That's really sad. Yeah, that sucks, sucks for him. Because he's, he's, he's cool. Yeah, he definitely seems that way. Yeah. And he's the one that's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar, Yeah, right? he and Sarah Michelle Gellar have been married for a long time. Yeah, Good for them. What do you think about the soundtrack of this movie, Steve? It's fun. I mean, it's so 90s. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not it's not Final Destination where it's like just bad. Like the, right, like the fucking. I know you're the demon. I, I, I don't want to go devil. by the devil. Yeah, there don't you go. Don't want to go by the demon. <laughs> that God. song seriously sounds that like a song that was written by a person who'd never heard a song. <laughs> you're right. It's not that bad, and it it, it it's does, got it's got some uh, uh, mighty mighty boss tunes in it. It does have some yeah. boss. It opens with a typo <laughs> doing a summer true. breeze. Yeah, a strange cover. Uh-huh. It's got some offspring in there. It does. It's just so perfectly 90s. I, I can't hate the soundtrack. 90s, yeah. And the original soundtrack parts, like the orchestral stuff, is, which I've said about Final Destination and Urban Legend, are like very Hitchcocky orchestral scores. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of what they were going for in yeah. the 90s was they were thinking they were doing Hitchcock. They think right. they were thinking they were building the suspense that he was building. They weren't. but they were they were not they were not doing yeah. that. No, not at all. And also, too, I mean, just in addition to the, the, the soundtrack and stuff, it's just the, the styles of everybody's clothes and clothes hair and, and everything there's is a, just so fucking mid-90s, There's dude. a point where Sarah Michelle Gellar is wearing a neon green yep, I know exactly what thing, you're talking about. And she is wearing mom jean flared leg cutoffs that are cut off at an uncomfortable point where it's, it's an odd point it's not mid thigh mm. and it's not high thigh nope. it's like medium high odd thigh and the the legs are just so big on it yeah like it and jennifer so love weird. hewitt i i think in that scene is she wearing like the overalls yeah she, she, wears, a, she wears a blossom hat and she wears a blossom hat she does <laughs> man yeah it was so bad and dude like her bangs she has like yeah. the bangs where it's like i have five strips of hair on yeah. my forehead yeah where there i guess there just wasn't the right hair product at that time to i make did not it look like right. that look no it was bad i did not like that even back then i was like that is not the no look. Not that hair look. was terrible in the like hair was bad for a long time for for women uh, well and men too that's that's the prime yeah bowl, bowl oh yeah cut time yeah for sure, prime bowl cut of time which i'm in recovery or from. ramen noodle curls yeah that's ramen the two choices you big. had dude yeah. you had those two choices <laughs> it's so unmistakably fucking 90s through and through you could take a look at basically any still from this movie and be like oh it's the 90s yeah 100% <laughs> which again I can't help but be endeared to in a strange way sure yeah well I mean I had a good time in the 90s so how about how long this movie was Steve it's too long it's too long there's too many twists too many turns it's too long and none yeah. of it is worth it like 
When it, you don't care about the characters, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, if, like you said, they had accidentally killed somebody that they had bullied. Yeah. If that was the thing. Oh, then it would have been Jawbreaker. Oh, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Which is a great movie. Which is good. Yeah. So it goes to show you, it would have made the movie yeah. better. Yeah. So 100%. This movie should have been Jawbreaker. This movie should have been Jawbreaker. Yeah. We should have just been covering we Jawbreaker. We should have Jawbreaker instead. Fuck it. That's a good point. Is it a horror movie? Oh. Kinda. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I think it's like a really dark comedy. It's Yeah, it's like the Heathers. Like super yeah, yeah, dark yeah, yeah, comedy yeah. where... I, I, it is kind of like Heathers, yeah. I think though that when you get an accidental death, you might get into the horror... Yeah, that's horror, weekend I think, maybe. At, weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. Not horror. We should just do Weekend at Bernie's, Weekend at Bernie's 2, and then uh, surprise, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. Bye. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a long movie. It's too long. Way too long. And just the, the, the pacing, I think, in general, is just kind of whack. Like, for again, like I said, for a slasher... Not a lot of slashing. No, not a lot of slashing going on. Slasher's got a slash, and not a not a lot of uh, real uh, tension about who the killer is. P.S. I think that's an upcoming dead and lovely merch. Slasher's, Slasher's got, a slash. got a slash. Okay, I'm on board with that. Listen, we gotta get we're getting that dead and lovely merch. We're working on it. Yeah, it's gonna be out there very happen. soon. That's gonna happen. Um, but now that we have that idea, we might want to stop the presses. Stop the presses. <laughs> Steve, you got anything else you want to say about this not very good, very, very 90s movie? Any um, other, other thoughts simmering away? The on? ending makes no sense. When oh, they the ma- ending. We got to talk about that. The ending makes yeah. no sense when they made a sequel a little over a year later. So at the ending, it's JLH. Uh-huh. and she, She's back at school. She and... It's um, the year 1999 at this point. He, he's 1999. <laughs> and... Here's the thing about the end of this movie is this just shows you how just like vapid and upper class and white this entire movie is. Yeah. Is at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, we didn't kill anybody at all. None of this really matters. Sure, our two best friends and some of our extended family and some other guy that didn't have anything to do with this got brutally murdered. But, well, we didn't do anything, so it's fine. We don't know why that guy was trying to kill us. No, no, nobody does. But since nobody actually died by our hands, I guess we're off the hook. Back to school for me and back to fishing for you, Ray. Exactly. And that's dumb. It is dumb. So she's in the shower and uh, in like a really, really, really nice dorm room fucking spa. It was like a spa. Dude, you've seen a dorm room shower. Yeah, yeah. I've it lived is in a den of scum and villainy. <laughs> it's My 100% God. a den of scum and villainy. Ugh. And yeah, she she finds a note written in the exact same handwriting and style of the killer, only it just says, Yeah, come to the to a spring dance or Gamma Kappa Beta or whatever. Lame. Mm-hmm. But then he like busts through the glass. Yeah, he has written in the glass, I still know, and then he busts through the glass at the end. Then, cut to a little over a year later, sequel, that didn't happen. Okay, so I didn't see the sequel, so was that ever explained, retconned, anything? Was nope. it just a dream? Well, it must have been a dream. It's fucking lame. Yeah. Um, That sequel, boy, I'll tell you what. If you watched this, yeah. might as well watch the sequel. I might as well. It's fun. Is it streaming anywhere? 
No. Tight. <laughs> yeah, so you'd have to pay money to rent it. Okay. <laughs> Not I'll just, worth I'll it. I'll wait for it just to stream wait. somewhere. If it's streaming one day and you're like, I don't know, drunk and have a lot to do. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you're drunk to the point where you're like, God, uh, I won't remember any of this tomorrow. I better do some stuff and turn a movie on. Yeah. Turn that one on and then turn your back to it. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it then. Yeah. Then you'll be like, eh, it's all right. So what do you think about this fucking thing? It's bad. It's bad. It's not a great movie. It's not. This is a movie that made $125 million. Jesus. What was the budget? 17. So Seriously? It made, it made almost, that much money? It made almost 10 times the budget. That lets you know how much free time and surplus income... The 90s had? Teenagers in the 90s had. Yeah, that is Because true. their rich baby boomer parents who didn't yeah. have college educations were making more than enough money off of one job. Gas was less than a dollar still yeah, at that point. to provide for a family of four. Yeah. And the kids had enough money to go see movies and shit like seven twenty five. I remember. It was like $7 to go see a movie at that wow. point. Yeah. Um... It's really not good. No. Um, it's not the writing's fault. It's not the acting's fault entirely. It's that they weren't willing to let go of the adaptation as a concept and just say like, okay, we'll use this as a as a guide. Yeah. Because I, I guarantee they just went with the script they had on hand when Scream had already done well because they, they put on the poster... From the creator of Scream. Totally, yeah. And uh, what's the the writer, uh, Kevin Williamson, objected to that because he was like, I'm not the creator of Scream. I wrote the script, but Wes Craven oh. like, ran with that. was his movie. Hmm. So uh, Kevin Williamson was not happy they did that. He's got some that. integrity. Yeah. yeah. Um, they basically just took his script because he his movie had done well. Didn't get a chance to have as much time with it as he might want to. Yeah. To, to make it make sense or to make it more interesting, especially in the wake of Scream. Mm -hmm. After you've seen Scream with realistic uh, twists and turns and with like uh, a whodunit that works, yeah, it's hard for this to jump out in your mind as a good example of a whodunit horror movie. Yeah. Because it's bad. Yeah. Um, it made a lot of money because people wanted it to be Scream. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. But then Scream 2 came out, and then they were like, eh, whatever. Scary movie. How about that in a few years? Right. <laughs> uh, people were already tired of it after a few years. They were already tired of the whodunit, and it really just took over all of 90s horror for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is just a prime example of, of how bad it can be, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's stupid. Were you putting this thing on a scale of un to ten? Oh, okay. Um... It's watchable, but not fun. Let's compare it to some of the other 90s yeah. movies. How is it compared to Final Destination? It's better than Final Destination. How is it compared to Urban Legend? It's better than Urban Legend for sure. Because okay. yeah, Urban Legend is just a full-on ripoff. It's just a stupid movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, but like in comparison to say just other movies he did, The Faculty or, or Scream mm -hmm. or even Scream 2, it, it's so far below those. Uh, I'm gonna say it's about a, it's a three and a half for me. Three and a half. I it, think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. I even compared to those two movies, mm -hmm. you know, to our other big '90s flicks we've done on here. Yeah. Like I feel like 
Final Destination has the edge in the creativity of some of the kills. Yeah, there are better kills for sure. I kind of feel like Urban Legend has the edge in terms of it just being so fucking dumb. And it just That's worthless true. of a movie. You are happy when the people die. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in this, you're just like, I don't. What? I, I don't, don't care. care. Like, I yeah. seriously don't care. Yeah. I I kind of think I like this movie less. Okay. Than those other movies. Like I said, anything in this time period gets an instant two point bump from me, uh-huh. just for being made in that period and having the boss tones on the soundtrack. So you're saying it's a twelve. Um, no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, just the lack of good kills, um, the lack of any suspense because I just don't care about the characters. Yeah, the obvious gigantic plot problems, uh, the again, obvious ways the plot could have been better. Yeah, with some of the stuff that we were talking They're about, simple fixes. Yeah, exactly, and just ways to make it more horrific and more gruesome rather than, oh my god. She got her haircut. Oh my god, some guy stole his car. What? <gasps> oh no. He loved that car. Yeah, like big fucking deal. His daddy will only buy him three more before he asks him to get a job. Seriously. It just kept it from being very likable for me cuz yeah. I feel like even in those other flicks there were characters that were more um charismatic and and, and yeah. likable in a lot of ways, yeah. you know. This movie just does not do much for me. No. I think it's probably my least favorite of the 90s movies that we've done. Oh, good. Uh, just because there's just not much of anything. Not no. much plot, not much gore, nothing really. It's more of a thriller than a horror, almost. Yeah. Yeah. But with a stupid but plot. But with no thrill, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. More yeah. of a chiller. A chiller, yeah. Yeah. Because it's I'm, a chiller. I think that where you put it is, is pretty much where it should be. I think yeah. three... And a half. And you're giving it two points just for being in the 90s. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. I don't love it. Like, I would totally sit down and watch Final Destination again. I would. I'd be oh, like, yeah. okay, cool. I, like, I mean, I would because I hate it. Yeah. If there's, if there's like, a chill in the air and it's October and I'm like, I want to hate watch a <laughs> shitty horror movie. <laughs> I want to see Allie Larder with dark hair. And drink a, drink a pumpkin beer or something. <laughs> Wait, I'm on. I'm on board. But this you one, get, you're going basic bitch on me right fuck now. Fuck yeah, dude. You're gonna drink a pumpkin beer, watch Final Destination. I'm, I'll tell you though, have man. trouble going to sleep that night. <gasps> no, Ooh. no. I'll tell you though. Like I have been already getting in the zone for Halloween. Yeah, me too. I mean, as we record this, it's what oh, August, I, uh, August well, twenty. August twentieth. Yeah. I'm already like, is it Halloween yet? Dude, I've been preparing. I we haven't talked about what movies we're covering in October, but I I have a whole long list Sick. of like I everything I want to do. Down. Yeah, and I would encourage our listeners to drop suggestions on the Facebook page and stuff too. Let us know what you want to see. Oh, and in October we'll already have some some YouTube videos up. I we hope got so, some yeah. plans that's for plan. some some October specific YouTube mm-hmm. videos, so that's gonna be fun. I'm already getting super stoked, yeah. man. Like I am like I'm I'm going outside every day, which this is so weird for me because i hate cold weather i love the summer i, I love like the heat. a nice I love chill humidity. though but dude i've been going out on these evenings and mornings yeah. being like maybe there's a chill in the air today there's no, not there's not it's no really it is humid as shit i know <laughs> like i don't think i've ever been that excited to like feel a little chill uh-huh. but for some reason this year i'm like extra excited about halloween yeah. it's hitting me really early so i'm not i, I wouldn't I wouldn't rush to watch this one again. No. You know, it's like my time is too important to watch this movie again. 
That's three true. and a half is where it is. Three and a half. Now, next week's movie is a ten. Yeah. I'm gonna, uh, like, I'm gonna, we don't I'm even have. Tell you. Yeah, I'll go ahead and apologize because nostalgia and my still current love for it. Yeah, exactly. Will make it real hard for me to see any flaws. That's because we're, we're talking. watching Predator. Predator. I'm so fucking stoked to watch Predator. Yeah. Now here's here's the thing. What genre is this movie? We were having this discussion at that yeah. jam card thing, the mm-hmm. Nashville thing I was doing. Yeah, it's uh, people would say it's sci-fi. Is it an action sure. movie? Some people would say it's an action movie. People would uh, scoff if I were to say it's a horror movie. <laughs> I think it's a horror movie. I mean, it's it's really on the line of all those. Yeah, it, it is, is a sci-fi horror action yeah. movie. And this is this is uh, uh, John McTierney, director of Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. this is. Uh, action director galore, action actors galore, action politician galore, action politician <laughs> Jesse the Mind Ventura. <laughs> Been pushing too many pencils, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> hey, maybe there's a conspiracy about Jesus. these predators. <laughs> It's been so long since I watched this movie. It's been a couple of years. Okay. So I'm really excited to watch it, Predator. I watch it pretty regularly. Because it's the shit. <laughs> it's so great. It's one of the best movies ever. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, please watch it before the episode. Please. I mean, there's no ruining it. Nah. There, I mean, it's, there's no, there are no twists in this movie. No. Nah. Except for the major twist that there's an alien predator uh, out in the, the, the jungle. Yeah. But you probably already know that. You probably got that from the box art and the name of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm stoked to watch this with a critical eye. Because it's yeah. one of those, it's just, I've always watched and been like, well, clearly this is awesome. Yeah. But whenever we watch uh, movies for the show, I always watch them with uh, a fresh vision. Yeah. So I look forward to checking this. What if so you, you come back sure to... and you're like, fucking zero, man. <laughs> it's nothing. Eat shit. It's dead to me. <laughs> you guys be sure to tune in next week to find out how much... I surprise hate this movie. <laughs> no, I won't though. It's the best though. Yeah. Where can they follow us on the social? At Dead Lovely Pod on the Instagrams, yeah. on the Twitters. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Come check it out. It's the best. Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. It's uh, real fun. Mm-hmm. Got a good group. A lot of fun peeps. Send us your beers. Oh yeah. Also, deadandlovelypod at gmail dot com. If you if you want to listen, if you want to send us beer, you can any of those uh, platforms will do. I check yeah, them regularly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, email's the best for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Ben Eller Guitars uh, at Steven Spratling. Boom with a V. You guys be sure to rate and review our show on iTunes. Uh-huh. This show takes us hours, but it just takes you a second. To go and review that thing on goddamn iTunes. That's a good Say, sell. These boys are the most handsome. That's it. Yeah. And rated a five. Yeah. It the really handsome boys. helps us out a you lot. You know the right wingers, they got the proud boys. Oh, yeah, they do. I saw that. Us. The 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 liberals. Mm-hmm. We got the handsome boys and it's handsome us too. Boys. Yeah, it's it's us, obviously. Mm-hmm. obviously. Anybody else want to join the handsome boys? You got to go through a rigorous process. Mm-hmm, yeah. We are we got we're grandfathered in. We're not really taking applications. No, we're right not. Now. We're not. You no. show up on our porch, we'll make you sit there for six days like Fight Club. Exactly. His name was Robert Paulson. I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> My boyfriend Jared Leto, he destroyed. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.